Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up on episode 40 of Nosebleed Seats Podcast, the Cowboys lose, my life sucks, and there's other stuff that happens. So feel free to listen to the show that everyone can afford to listen to, the Nosebleed Seats. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. It is episode 40. 40? Are you serious? Yeah, 4-0. You know what what that means? I got to do, Wolchuk. I got to shout out two weeks in a row, the white running back, Mr. Mike Allstott, the greatest, I think the greatest American, the greatest football player, one of the greatest human beings this world's ever had to offer, Mike Allstott, the creator. I mean, they named, he was the original lunch pail guy. Yeah, I don't want to bring down rain on your parade here. What are you talking about? Uh, I love Mike Allstott. He was awesome. Who does awesome, man? But Shout out Mike Allstott. There was a 40 by the name of Pat Tillman. Former Arizona Cardinal, kind of went to war. Left like, playing football to go to defend this country. Oh, you don't mean war like in the trenches on no, Sundays? No, I mean like... Like between the lines? Actual war overseas in the Middle East. Lost Jeez. his life. Gave his life for this country. And is now remembered, I think his jersey's retired at Arizona State, for the Arizona Cardinals. Kind of a big deal. Pat Tillman was a badass. Yeah, so shout out Mike Allstott, episode number 40. Gotta love that guy, man. Wow, I can't. You are an asshole. <laughs> love me some Mike Allstott. Phil Bates, my grandfather's favorite Dallas Cowboy of all time. Who's number 40? Number 40. Another he's, white guy. Three white guys. He's no Mike Allstott. That's for sure. It's no Pat Tillman. It is episode 40, though. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. Here with you. We are the Nosebleed Seats. Uh, I guess we can talk about the Cowboys game. Do you want to? Yeah, we can. Um, so the Cowboys Cowboys lost. The Eagles, so there's no victory. We damn boys. NFC East Yoda forewarned us all. He said this he was going to be a beatdown. He said this is going to be... The biggest bleep show of the season thus far for the Cowboys. So I don't know why you are so... You seem surprised. You seem like you were blindsided by this when NFC Yoda told you straight up what was going to happen. Well, I think what, what happened was I hate the Eagles so much. So when the Cowboys go to play them, I'm just thinking, you know what? Anyway, anyway, anyway possible. Just get it done. So that and explains the inverted nipples. Yeah. I was going to say the inverted peen, but oh, well, you can go with either one. I didn't notice that, but thank you. Um, no, Cowboys are nine, seven and a half. So, yeah, it's, they, they kind of toyed with your emotions or my emotions a little bit, thinking like, all right, we're in this thing. We got a shot. And then come the third quarter, everything went to hell in a handbasket, and the Eagles just ran away with this bad boy. It got ugly, Walchuk. got more than ugly. And we've, instead of doing the Walchuk notebook, Eric uh, Eric was like, you know what, man? What might be funny is what if you 
just when you're watching the game record voice memos like i just i just wanted to i wanted us to get the in real time walchuk watching a cowboys game whether that's a good thing or a bad thing this ended up obviously being a bad thing cowboys got dominated okay so it wasn't a great day for you but i wanted i wanted to go through that emotional roller coaster with you and i figured what not better than to to just just hit the record button, man, and let's just see what happens. Let's just see what flies out of Walchuk's mouth in real time during a Cowboys game. And and take it, take me through this, because is this you? Because I figure this is you, no shirt, probably just in your underwear, barbecue sauce just all over your face, and you're just chubbing hard up until probably third quarter? Oh, yeah. Hard. Not really. I was worried. But, yeah, I was, I was pretty excited about what I was seeing for the first 30 minutes. And then, yeah, uh, I was sitting in my lazy boy. I was chilling, just enjoying myself. Antsy as all hell, very nervous. Cowboys have a lot of injuries. No Zeke, no Tyron, no Jeff Heath. I think that's a big deal. No Dan Bailey, no Sean Wait, Lee. Having no Jeff Heath is a big deal, said no one ever. What is? What did you just, what did you just let spew from your mouth? I was being facetious, Eric. Didn't catch that. Yeah. You worried me. Anyway, Bab, let's Well, just, is this any good? Like, is this even... We'll find out. Let's play it. This is what I got. This is my collage. Taking you through uh, four quarters of football, watching the Eagles stomp on my Dallas Cowboys. Third and three. Dez drop. Have to settle for a field goal. Eagles offense went through the Cowboys D like a hot knife through butter, right? Alfred Morris, big run. Let's go. Noah Brown just made a play. Noah Brown, we saw him on the field. You have a great drive. You get down there inside the 35-yard line, and you, you have an out to Dez on a little bubble. You just get him the ball out there, and that's money. I mean, that has been money throughout Dez Bryant's career. So big, so strong. Do Dez, do your thing. And he can't make Ronald Darby miss. Defense does a great job. They get off the field on third down, and then here you come. Play action, pressure in Dak's face, tries to get it to Terrence Williams and picked off. How about that defense holding him to a field goal and then misses the field goal. Sorry about you, Jake Elliott, 7-6. Dak, inaccurate ball to Dez, one hops it in, then on third down and eight, has him wide open. Not the best ball, but Dez hits him in the hands and doink right off of him. Another play. 88 needed to make. Oh, geez. Pretty poor, bad, bad, bad throw from Dak there. Intercepted. But the defense is balling right now. Another great stop. I don't know how much more you can ask. The offense has to get something going here. And we look like crap. Oh, our kicker's hurt. Oh, no problem. We'll go for two. We'll just get it. Let's go, Alfred. Slice him up, son. We ain't done yet. Oh, we're punting again. JJE, huge hole. I don't know what the... Oh, man. This one's done. It's now 35 to 9. Dak just got stripped. It's just depressing. It just goes from bad... To worse, you're up nine to seven at halftime. So let's add insult to injury here. Uh, Dak throws that last pick in the end zone. 
and got negative points, negative two points in fantasy football. Wow. There it is. Uh, there was the roller coaster ride. Of, so that's what it's like, and man. You can actually, now that I, I re-listened to it, I think I was concerned from the get-go. I didn't have a whole lot of the very, excitement from yeah, the beginning. It was. It started out with like a Dez third down. We're settling for three, and you knew that was not a well, good you thing get against a, a the Ryan, Eagles. Yeah, Ryan Switzer finally had an awesome kick return to set you up in, I think, the Eagle 37. Awesome field position. And you can't do anything. When you've got to score a touchdown in that kind of situation against the second highest scoring offense in football. And you have to settle for three. And that happened throughout the entire... I mean, the Cowboys have scored one offensive touchdown in the last eight quarters of football. And it was off of a short field after the interception by Xavier Woods to start the Atlanta Falcons game. I think that was a 21-yard touchdown drive that Dak ran it in. And the Cowboys have not scored since. So we're going seven quarters of scoreless, no touchdowns. It's been all Mike Nugent field goals for the Cowboys. I got to say, I hate coming in here and not hearing Wiz Khalifa weeding boys, man, and just partying up with you and just seeing a smile on your face and watching you bounce up and down. It's just one of the greatest things ever for me, every Cowboys victory. And it's been a tough couple of weeks, man, and now I got to go another week without hearing weeding boys. And seeing that sulky. I mean, you got bags under you. Have you even slept? I haven't slept. I haven't been able to stop crying. It's just sad, dude. It's supposed to be your year. No, it's never our year anymore. Well, last year was supposed to be your There's year. No and such thing as the Cowboys year. Definitely supposed to be your year. Hasn't been your year since 95. Mm-hmm. 95, man. That is over 20 years ago. It's a long bleeping time ago, man. Long bleeping time. And... Now you're in a position where you're 5-5. Five and five. You've got to beat the Chargers on Thanksgiving. You're not going to have Anthony Hitchens. He's gonna, he's hurt with a groin. He's been a heck of a player. He's been the only— I got to tell you, he's, been, he's, been, he's been good. Him and Lee together would be nice, but they can't keep either one of them on the field. Won't have either of them. Tyron Smith has come out and said he expects to play. That's a win. Zeke's not playing for you. Really? Not for another four games. Wow. Yeah, that happened. That suspension thing, yeah, that's that's effective. Okay, now, I wasn't sure. That thing's been kind of back and forth. No, no, for that's like now. the real deal. He dropped the appeal, so that's set in stone. He ain't coming back till like an incompletion the drop or game. like a fumble drop, like a full-on drop ski. I'm no longer in the course drop. He just, oh, okay. He just straight up gave up on it. It's done. He said, "This ain't worth it. It's going nowhere." Well, is this Cowboys season going nowhere? Because I'll tell you what, if they lose on Thanksgiving Day, and God God help me if they lose Thanksgiving Day, when I'm at those games and they lose, it's just not a fun time. When they win, it's it's actually pretty fun. And if they lose on Thanksgiving Day and they ruin my Thanksgiving, I'm going to be a little bit bothered. And their season's going to be over. I mean, let's just be honest with ourselves. If they if they fall to 5-6 and six and they lose to the Chargers, what else are we playing for? We're playing for a top-10 pick, aren't we? I mean, is that is that? I, I mean, don't know if, if I'm a Cowboys fan, that's what I'm thinking to myself. It's not going to be a top what are we ten doing? pick. But at the same time, but at the same time, you're going to be if, right in the middle of the pack. If they average. do, if they do win, and then they got another game on a Thursday night, the following week at home against Washington. Mm-hmm. When you win these, ne- you do win these next two games. You're sitting seven five, and you're feel- you're thinking to yourself, hey, we're definitely in the wild card hunt. And now maybe Lee's getting healthy. A couple weeks, we'll get Zeke back. Hopefully, Tyron Smith that groin. Who knows? But you win these next two games and things are looking great, 
You lose this next game, and I think it's it just crunch it up, throw it in the trash, and we'll see you in 2018. The line right now is dead even. For the Chargers game? Yeah. That really means the Chargers are favored. Just typically, the home team gets like a two or three point edge just for being at home. Just for being at home. So if this was in LA, uh, in front of all six of their fans, Cowboys would be the underdog. Cowboys would be the underdog. That's I'm with right. you, dude. Seven and five, you're in prime spot to make a run and play your best football at the end of the year. I think you got to somehow find a way to get to 10 wins. I still believe that. And if yeah, but you, you don't believe in them, do you? Like, you don't actually have confidence that that's going to happen. I have zero confidence right now. What's going on with your boy? You, I mean, and you were complaining during your little uh, your little game spiel there where you had barbecue sauce dripping down your, your tits. Honey mustard, but yeah. I took you for a barbecue sauce guy. I like both. I prefer honey mustard, though, on occasion. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Wendy's does have the best honey mustard Delicious. of all yes. time. Okay, we yes. can all agree on that. Wendy's Great. honey mustard, great. Because we don't all three agree on everything. Right? Not, not but many we things. We can all agree that Wendy's honey mustard is far and away, not even just by a little bit. Like, I don't even know who the second is because it doesn't even matter. Second is Wingstop. But Wingstop no, honey is, mustard? Yes. Never had it. I'm a Wingstop Ranch guy. Wingstop Ranch is pretty solid. Because they're so kind of honey mustard. The Wingstop, Wingstop Ranch mustard. is equal to the 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 Wendy's honey mustard in terms of just so much more dominant than everyone really? in their class. Like they're there it doesn't even matter who the second best is because it's so far and away worse than Wingstop Ranch or Wendy's honey mustard. I've never really noticed a difference when eating Wingstop Ranch. I usually get the blue cheese, though. I'm a blue cheese wing guy. Ew. Yeah. What? Okay, Bab and I. If I'm getting yeah. hot wings, I'm going blue cheese, man. No, just blue cheese on its own is no. I it's just not lost, blue cheese on its own. It's I blue lost, cheese on a hot wing. I lost so much respect for you just now. Don't get me wrong. Could I eat blue cheese on We're a hot wing if, I, if the world. The I've lost respect for both of you because if you're a man, you eat blue cheese with your wings. No. Yeah. No. If the world ran completely out, if there wasn't a single drop of ranch on the planet, I would resort to blue cheese and I would have a half smile on my face, not a full one, I but would, I could fight through it. I would not even resort to blue cheese. That is I would go just, plain wing. I would just go plain wing or dip my wing in like in rat the honey poison mustard. or something. What about in that? In so rat you, poison over blue cheese? <laughs> blue cheese is you nasty. You are yeah. assisting any, my friend. No, any day hey, of the week, rat poison. I'm not even trying to discredit ranch here. <laughs> you are. I'm just with <laughs> no, wings. No, you've been so disrespectful. I'm a blue I, cheese it's hard guy. for me to no, even no, look no, at you right you're, now. You're being way uber sensitive. You're not even that anti-blue cheese. You're just trying to be a prima donna right now with your highlighted hair. No, it's just, well, it, it's all about, it's not about the hair, okay? I mean, well, I guess oh, it's it, always it, about the hair. I was going to say, I guess it kind of is always about the hair, but- the Wingstop Ranch is just so good that it's it's hurting me on the inside right now that you aren't just jumping up and down with joy when you hear Wingstop Ranch come Can we out of get my back mouth. to what your original question was going to be? Yeah. What was it? Honey mustard? You started talking about honey mustard. Started talking about honey mustard. You said you were happened. talking about it in your little spiel there. I oh, imagine yeah. with barbecue all over your face. But and then no, that I led to honey tits. mustard, Durant, tits, tits, whatever they were. Just... Just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Just talking about your tits. Des Bryant? You you've been you talked about Des Bryant all throughout your little honey mustard spiel, okay? You hate him now? You've been a Desbian for life Whoa. and what, what's going on? Not been a good player. I don't hate Des. I never will hate Des. I will love Des Bryant to the grave, my friend. Even when you watch Darby tackle him one on one 72 times in a 60 minute ball game, when 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 just even up to last year, 
There was no corners that were one-on-one -on -one tackling. When you did, it was an anomaly. You were like, holy crap, I can't believe I just saw Dez get Why tackled one-on-one. Why has it got to be all or nothing with you, dude? Why can't I still love Des Bryant because he's my second favorite Dallas Cowboy of all time next to Emmett Smith? Go back and listen to episode 22. This is why episode 40, man. It's why all about can't I still just love Des, but I can be a realist as a fan and say, you know what? He's not great. Des Bryant, I don't know. I think there are serious questions right now. As of today, right now, he is no longer on that elite echelon of receivers. Because, yeah, all through the, you can't even get mad at the Cowboys for not throwing the football to Des Bryant because anytime they did, they gave it to him with plays where he can be pretty successful. I was complaining last week. Why don't we just get the ball to our playmakers, quick bubble screen outside, just get the ball in their hands, let them make a play. And like you said, that had been what Des was all about. Get him the ball one-on-one, -on -one, let him break a tackle, maybe make three, four guys miss and score a touchdown. He's done it before. Granted, Dak wasn't doing many favors in the game on Sunday with all the with some low balls. Even on those smoke screens, it's, it's at his freaking ankle. So Dak wasn't helping him out. But, man, I, I saw Dez get tackled one-on-one -on -one by that dude Darby who's been on the Eagles bench all season. And then he comes in there and one-on-one -on -one tackles Dez Bryant four times. And I'm like, okay, what's what's happening with Dez here? And then they got that play. They had that play uh, in the red zone. It was pretty early in the game. They throw a fade to Dez when the corner's playing clearly off. I'm like, why isn't that? Why doesn't that become a slant? You know what I'm talking oh, I about? I completely agree. When he runs, he runs the fade when Darby ran the route for him, and it's like that, that yeah. play never had a chance. Never had a chance. And they're blitzing the safety. It's like, dude, why are you not just looking at looking at Dak and being like, hey, you see what I see? Let's go score on this slant here. That, and it comes down to, I think the coaching staff deserves a lot of blame in this one, man. Don't they always? I mean, they do. It, it does always come back somehow, some way to some kind of coaching decision. Whether Red, it's in-game management, is whether it, it's play calling, adjustments, scheme. Red Jay doesn't adjust. Go ahead, Bab. Is it bad that Jason Garrett kind of reminds me of Brock Osweiler? Oh, yeah, I'd say that's bad. Oh, yeah. it, well, it's bad well, if you're a Cowboys the, fan, but I think the, it's right on point. Well, in the terms of... Uh, is it really? Well, maybe. I always feel like every week he says the same thing at his, at his weekly press conference and says, we'll study the tape, and there's better decisions we have to make, and blah, blah, blah. And then they go out there One day and, at a time. and lay an egg on Sunday. Yeah, I think Scott Linehan, though, too, his scripted plays, I mean, everybody in the league, right, they script the first 15 plays or so they run. Can you script a defense? I don't even know how that's possible. I don't think that they script defensive plays. That's Ron Marinelli. Maybe he needs to do a better job as well. There, I think they're stubborn in their ways, and they don't change their scheme or their base defense or offense a lot. But the beginning of the game, the Cowboys are okay. The play calls aren't, aren't bad. But when you move into the second half, it seems like teams have figured you out. Unless you're executing perfectly because Dak's that good or Zeke's that good or Dez is that good or Witten's that good. The rest of the offense is not. I mean, we know how we feel about Terrence Williams. Cole Beasley has been taken out of this offense now because he had a great year last year. Teams watch tape. And now on third down, they're doubling Cole Beasley. Well, we know he's going to run in a three-yard out route. So what are we talking yeah, about? I mean, it's, Everybody it's in the building knows. It's predictable. And when you're having success running the football, then all of a sudden you stop and you're, you're passing the ball. I think Dak was getting hit so much that he was rushing some balls when he had time. It's just a complete, there's a lot that goes into it. It's, you can't pinpoint it on one, on one person or, or one play or one situation. Thank God it's a short week. We got time to think about this and reassess on Thursday night. I think blame all the way around, but I'm not calling for firings yet. If we lose, if the Cowboys lose to the Chargers on Thanksgiving, 
Oh yeah, then we're gonna have something to talk about here. Season over, burial. If not, things are looking all right. We can write this thing. I think draft season's gonna come quicker than you ever. Shut your damn imagined. mouth! Shut your damn mouth! No split seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chia, followed producer Bam. That is the Cowboys' reaction. By the way, the uh, the Dolphins lost again, Eric. I know you don't care about them anymore, but they lost. Yeah, we already talked about the fact that I don't care anymore. You cannot hurt me with that. I know you're trying to hurt me right now. Dolphins lost and to the Bucks. Does actually, not hurt. Bab, could you do me a favor? It's going to be cut hmm? 19. Cut 19, Bab. With a point after touchdown, Patrick Murray, the man of the hour, with a game-winning field goal. Now the point after touchdown, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have defeated the Miami Dolphins, 30 to 20, at Hard Rock Stadium. Like I said, you cannot hurt me. I got another team down the street, Coral Gables. They're known as the Hurricanes of Miami. Uncle Luke and the U. Them boys, Michael Irvin. Oh, wow. The real Michael Irvin. Them with the boys? U on his helmet. Yeah, you said them boys. Oh. That's the only team I care about right now. So your Dolphins, you can you can throw any Dolphins They're not stuff my you Dolphins. They're your Dolphins. They are my Dolphins, but they, you cannot hurt me with your slander. I'm not slandering. I'm stating a fact. They lost again. Thanks. I didn't know that. I didn't realize they lost to the Buccaneers on a last-minute, like, fumble return for a touchdown. That game was weird. I'm glad I didn't have to watch it. I was actually too busy at the Cowboys game watching them lose. So, funny how that worked out. That's weird because I think that game was at noon. Cowboys game was at 7.30 Central Time. Yeah. Either way, I was at the Cowboys game all day long. Really? I was in the stadium at noon. You were in the stadium at noon? Yes, I was. You were? Sure was. Really? 12.30. Hmm. Interesting. I was there at 12.30. That's That's not noon. It's noon 30. It's 12.30. I did not watch the Dolphins game. I do not care about the Dolphins. Call I don't yourself a fan. Smoking Call Jay Cutler's garbage. I don't even... I've never said this before. I don't even want what Jay Cutler's smoking. Okay. That's, that's good. That's fine. You know what? That is, those words have never come out of my mouth. Before. Yeah. No, I don't want to well, hit it. I'm going to continue to ask you about the Dolphins and see maybe if you come you around. You can ask me what you want. It doesn't Matt matter. Matt Moore starting now, and, and that dude can play. Honestly, Matt Moore, well, we, our game plan every Sunday should be a first-half game plan with whoever the starter is and then a second-half game plan for Matt Moore to come in and lead the comeback victory because when, when he comes off the bench, the dude's a badass. Is that what he's good at? He's good at coming off the bench. Matt Moore was 17 of 28 for 282 yards and a touchdown. Beast. Uh, Jay Cutler, half of his incompletions were interceptions. Scrub. Again, I don't want what Jay's smoking. But you want what Matt has. I want what Matt has. You want some more of that? I want some more Matt in the second half coming off the bench. Again, it has to be coming off the bench. But as long as she's coming off of the bench. Yeah, not on. Not onto it. I don't want to. That's a mess. Fair. All right, so that does it for uh, Cowboys and now Dolphin reaction on No Split Seats podcast. Wait, we do need to mention that the Eagles are a freaking good football team. Oh, yeah. Do we need to say that, though? I think so. We'll get to that a little later. We'll ask who is the best team in the NFC is coming up on our NFL Week 10 recap. No Split Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric follow producer Bam. Now it's the time of the show where I look across from me at the beautiful, handsome, the somewhat Good smelling. Not tonight, though. He is not smelling good at all. Bam. Eric, you follow, and I ask, dude. She, who's the biggest L and biggest dub of the week? Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's been a while. Hasn't it been a while? Has it's it been felt like three weeks, I think. You missed it. Mm. Missed it hot. I've really missed it. Now, we've been hitting the E-spot for two weeks, and it's been feeling mighty, mighty good. But listen, we got to change things up. We got to keep it fresh. We got to keep it hot. 
keep it frisky so we're getting back to biggest l biggest dub it's a staple here on the nosebleed seats and let's get right to us biggest l honorable mentions you know it's thanksgiving week boys happy holidays to you I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I, you know, Halloween, Halloween kicks off the holiday season. And, and it is really, for me, it's Thanksgiving that really kicks it off. And, and the reason why is because, well, it's all about food and football and who doesn't love that. Oh, and it's about giving thanks as well. Love giving thanks. Well, all you vegans and vegetarians this week, this Thanksgiving week, you are taking an honorable mention L. All of you around the world the universe shuns you this week because it's just turkey ham turkey ham stuffing turkey ham all in your face mm, yes and we don't care about you it's all, i mean it's just about eating just copious amounts of meats Love potatoes it. all sorts of whatever you vegans and vegetarians can't eat that's all we want and you may not even be lucky enough to get invited to one of these things i mean truly if you're a vegetarian i don't even know if i'm inviting you even if you are my mom wow i think you're it's thanksgiving it's giving thanks not to vegetarians they are wow they're, they're not giving <laughs> <Okay>. thanks <laughs> all right you don't you don't disagree uh, i know you don't disagree you know i i think there's some nice vegetarian human beings out there uh, wow you are sorely mistaken okay they're eating tofurkey you know what that means? What the hell is tofurkey? It is like tofu turkey. Toast for turkeys? No, it's tofu turkey. Like that is the most, that is a, yeah. that is a disgrace to Thanksgiving and all the pilgrims, pilgrims and the pilgrims, Indians. The pilgrims? The pilgrims. They're driven. Fried a turkey for the first time, actually, uh, Friday with my buddy, old roommate, Jared. How'd it go? Great. Delicious. Now it came out and it was black. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to look. Okay. That's what I was told. Yeah. Originally I was thinking, oh no, did we screw it? Is it burned? But pulled it out once we cut into it to carve it. Delicious. Beautiful. Oh, it opens beautiful up beautifully, doesn't it? Yes. It's so good. It's dark on the outside, and, and then it's white on the inside. Yes. I love that fried turkey, mm. dude. Good for you. I, I hear Popeye sells a fried turkey on Thanksgiving. Do they? I bet it's delicious. Hot and ready. Yeah, I bet it's really good. Here, it's really good. So fried turkey is the bomb. Vegans and vegetarians are not the bomb. That's why they take an honorable mention L on this beautiful Thanksgiving week. Uh, let's head up to Buffalo, gentlemen, where the Bills are taking L's. I mean, they took, I mean, they gave up a 50 burger to the freaking Chargers, whom come into AT&T on Thanksgiving Sunday. Oh, dude, Thursday. Keenan Allen killed it. Did Keenan? You see that? Keenan, 12 catches, like a buck 52 titties. And no ACL tears? No ACL tears, nothing. Came out spleen intact and everything. Just Way ready to, to rock. go, Keenan. Maybe yeah, Keenan did it, dude. You think he puts another one together on Thursday? Tell you what, I like his chances. Against uh, Anthony Brown and company? Yeah, I think he's going to tear it up the rest of the year. Lead my team to a fantasy shit. I'm just happy that Keenan Allen put up a bunch of numbers and was able to walk off the field. Well, I think that he heard you calling him out and said, take this, here's the bird, Chi. A follow. You know what? I think he did hear me. I'm glad mm -hmm. he took it to heart. Hey, I'm glad you gave him some motivation. Well, let's get back to Buffalo where we have maybe one of the dumbest decisions in coaching history. Don't tell me they benched Tyrod because you know we love Tyrod on this show. Sean freaking McDermott. Should we call him Sean McDumbass for his decision? Yeah, you McDumbass. To bench Tyrod Taylor for a guy named Peterman. What? Yeah. Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Peterman? I mean, Peterman? All you need to know is the two words Nathan Peterman to know that I don't want him starting and leading my franchise. Is that at the quarterback position? More enticing though than Mitchell Trubisky. 
Oh, wow. Mitch Trubisky. Would I rather have a Trubisky or a Peterman running my franchise? Yeah, that's the question. I think I'm going with a Trubisky. Okay. Because it's, it's still got that football grittiness to it a little bit, whereas Peterman... Dude, you just sound like a total. You Average sound like a, you sound like the nerdy kid in high school. Car salesman. No, less than that. Really? Yeah, a crappy car salesman. Okay. Crappy car salesman. Janitor. Peterman. No. Let's no not disrespect the janitor. Yeah, let's not, let's not do that, not do that either. Now. That's well, not look, cool. We got one literally Mike, in here dude, now. You do a great things. job, bro. Seriously. You mean Miguel? Get it. Get it right. Oh. Peterman threw five intercept. Five interceptions in the first half alone gentlemen fumbled too i think right so sean mcdermott aka sean mcdumbass is getting a biggest l nominee nomination and so is nathan peterman for his god-awful performance so it's a dual nom sean mcdermott aka sean mcdumbass is the head coach and when they asked him after the game they said coach do you regret your decision for throwing a peterman out there and this was his McDumbass response. Still, as I said yesterday, um, you know, I don't regret the decision. I regret the result. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Remember when I lost respect for you about that whole ranch yeah, situation? Yeah, well, I, I haven't respected you since you walked into the room. Why? Because I don't have pants on? No. It's because you still have that stain on the back of your boxers. I'll get to that. Jerk. We also have some more McDumbass audio, by the way. And oh, I don't more. I don't even remember. Is this like the 20 count nugget? We heard they got the first 10 and now it's time for the second 20. This is him talking about how Peterman, I mean, Peterman was so bad. Their barbecue, right? not good. I'm he not a fan so of their, bad. Or their honey mustard either. This is a, this is how McDermott describes Barbecue's okay. Peterman as, you know, not being, he wasn't like some good things happened. Coach, did anything good happen? You know, there were some plays yesterday. I know he wants back. There was also some plays where when you look at it, you say that's, that was pretty darn good, you know. Um, Which ones were those? Hard to see. Oh, oh okay. So oh. It's, hard, it's hard to see them, but you, they were there somewhere. Yeah, you couldn't see you it kind of physically with your eyes. Way through the fog. They were in there somewhere. But they were definitely there. They were there. Just not really sure where. Bab, I know you got, you're just itching. You're chomping at the bit right now to give me some Peterman facts. Yes. Just throw them at me, dude. Just spit me all the Peterman garbage. All right, so Peterman ties the NFL record for most interceptions thrown in a first career start. Ding. Keith Null. Ding. The only difference was Keith Null did it in 44 attempts. Peterman did it in 16. Who's Keith? Honestly, <laughs> that's talent. That's actually impressive. So Peterman... In, in only 16 attempts, you know, you have to literally try to be that awful. That's a it's a it's a separate skill that you have to be able to throw that many interceptions in that few of passes. Would you rather have Nathan Peterman? No. Or Dan Orlovsky? Dear God, I don't think I've ever been asked a tougher question. Mm, I'm, I'm going to have to hold out for a while. I hate when you hold out, though. You know, I'm going to have to give Orlovsky the same treatment as Trubisky. There's something about it that just rings grittiness that maybe this guy is running so... out the back of the end zone gritty. Oh, yeah, dude. Just 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 taking a safety and not even knowing it. That's and, and there's something about that that. Ovsky, that ski at the end of those names that just says, you know what? Maybe this guy is such a freaking grindstone guy that he's just going to, he just eats nails and crap on the sidelines. So I'm still he's not crap on the sideline. No, well, nails and crap. And, and I'm not going Peterman. I just don't think I can go Peterman. Bab, give me some more Peterman stats. Uh, he, while it took uh, Tyrod Taylor nine weeks to throw three interceptions, it took 
Peterman, 17 minutes. <laughs> that is so phenomenal. That's the best stat I've heard in months. Peterman joins Archie Manning and Dan Pastorini as the only quarterbacks since the AFL-NFL merger to throw five interceptions with six or fewer completions. To no surprise, we have a Pastorini and a Peterman out here throwing picks like we've never seen before. Eight NFL quarterbacks have started at least 12 games and thrown five or fewer interceptions this season. Uh, Tom Brady has thrown just five interceptions or fewer over the course of a full season just twice in his entire career. Dear God. This is not the first time Peterman has sucked ass in his first start. He did it at the collegiate level as well, Ooh. throwing three interceptions and, and having just five yards passing on 11 attempts in his collegiate debut for Tennessee against Florida in 2013. Then he transferred. God, and then he transferred. Uh, oddly enough, Peterman's game isn't the worst quarterback performance of the season. That belongs to Joe Flacco. Oh! Who had a 12.0 QBR against the Jaguars in the London game. Wow. That's a tough defense, though. This is my and most... And it's in London. He might not have been fed well. Fish and chips, man. Uh, mm. Had Peterman... Uh, his passer rating, by the way, Peterman's was a 17.9. If he, instead of... If he had just spiked the ball on all 16 of his dropbacks and not even bothered to throw, he would have had a QBR of 39.6. Wow. Dear God. I was going <laughs> to say. He would have been better just taking the snap and throwing it into the turf. I was going to say the most surprising thing about that is that he had a positive QBR. Is there a way to get a negative QBR? I don't think there is. Okay. Well, if there was, Peterman would have done and it. Then he would have. This is the final and my favorite stat. Uh, it gets better? On completions by Peterman. There were not a lot of them. No. Well, not to his own team at least. No. What happened there? The Bills gained 66 yards on passes completed by Peterman. The Chargers gained 84 yards oh my on his interceptions. God. <laughs> Any touchdowns for Peterman and the Chargers? Uh, yes, I think so. Yes? Peterman is such a just Literally, all you have to hear is Peterman, and I know I don't want you. And then, okay. and then Tyrod Taylor came in and had two touchdowns. Last one, last one, and then we'll move on. We have another Peterman garbage stat? Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Or Ryan Leaf. Oh. Give me that Leaf, baby. Ryan Leaf didn't even throw five interceptions. I want to roll up and Jeff smoke tool. that Leaf. Tool? I mean, come on. He's a freaking tool. I want a tool. I want, I want a guy who, I don't know. I don't know why I want Tool. I really wanted to give you an explanation of why Tool was good, and it's really not because Tool is anything I want, but because Peterman is so far from anything I'd ever want. Up your hiney. I'll take Tool. All right. This is the first time ever. Show your panties. Situation. I'm going to just be as transparent as I've ever been. I am nominating myself. Whoa, what? For a biggest L honorable mention Bab, tune into this everyone mark the date and time i gotta tell you i've had a bad week guys it has been it's a, rough for you it's been a really bad it's been week. a bad segment too so saturday i'm running I'm, I'm running the show i'm running fan jam for 105.3 the fan it's their main weekend show and i got a lot on my plate and i'm, I'm up to my ears and stress trying to make sure everything's going well, well Cry, I, made, baby. I made one of the one of just the biggest stupid mistakes ever in accidentally leaving the hosts on air during a commercial break for probably 60 seconds, 60 to 90 seconds, leaving these hosts on air while they're talking about who knows what just over a commercial. That that's, is that's a silly mistake there, bro. Silly mistake, absolute no-no, and that started off my crappy weekend. Well, 
gets a little bit better. Sunday, I'm at the Cowboys game. Game, it's traffic galore coming out of AT&T. I'm trying to get into this left turn lane. I'm waving behind me to the guy who finally let me in. And as I'm turned around waving to him, trying to be a good Samaritan, the, the guy in the truck in front of me pulled in and cut me off. And so I'm, my head's behind waving to the guy behind me. As I turned forward, bam, I smacked right into that big freaking truck. His truck ended up being perfectly fine. My little Honda is practically totaled. Now, I haven't I haven't even told my parents yet. I just got my bumper fixed. You schmuck. I got my bumper fixed like a month ago. I, what? My you got dad, the implants? My, the ass implants? My dad's going to kill me. Yes, he's going to kill me now. And so I'm literally scared beyond reason. I'll be up here for Thanksgiving, Eric, if you uh, want to join me when your family kicks you out. I'll bring the Popeyes. Guys, um, I can come over after I get off work at 11. So I screwed up on air. I wrecked my freaking car. You were erect? And then at the game also, I, I had these nachos that ha I, I think I put too much jalapenos. Their stadium nachos are delicious, though. They're really good. are off the chain. They're really good, and I put too many jalapenos on mine, and so I've been feeling it in the stomach all day. Okay, a little pooey. Yeah, and I was working out for the first time in God knows how long, doing some stretching, yeah. and I may have accidentally, potentially, possibly sharded in my <laughs> pants. Yeah. That's what that stain is, you sick man. I haven't done it in months. You haven't sharded in months? I mean, years. And it was miserable when it happened. It wasn't much. I got to say, it wasn't a ton. So were you, you were at home? Or, like you were at a gym? No, no, no. Oh, I have like a little setup in my apartment. Okay. So fortunately, that, that's a good point, man. That's a really good point. Because if I would have been out somewhere in, in the public, public yeah. I would have just had to penguin walk at home, I guess. I don't know. Woo, or just throw out the undies. Jeez. So right now I got the undies. Uh, they're... I washed them in the shower. Now they're just hanging up in my shit. Right I'm, as I'm we looking speak. at them right now on you. I'm not wearing them now, Walchuk. Yes, you are. I could have sworn I hung them up in my shower. No, you didn't. I don't know what happened. And that smells. But listen, man, you got to play the game with integrity. So I figured I had to tell you guys. I had to just love air it, that dude. out. I love it. I and love when you so, air it out. So I get, it's not this close to me. So I get an honorable mention L. And so does, obviously, Hugh Freeze and our very own cocaine snorting Krista Forster. Who, uh, what did Hugh do? Hugh, he had a little prostitution thing. Whoa. On the company phone. Like, yeah. Escorts. Tampa, Florida. Tampa will get you anytime. <laughs> my golf guy. Mike and my we got together. Both Mike's, the Irv and the Allstott, I think, have, have maybe dabbled in that too. There's a little Krista Forster action. So He's they're obviously sick, taking sick weirdo. The honorable mention L's. Now I know I gotta hurry because I'm probably just running so over time. Totally here. are, but it's cool. So over time. And uh that leads me to my biggest L of the week. And I gotta go right to Miami, right to the Dolphins. Now former Dolphins linebacker Ray Maluga. Boy, has he had himself a weekend. Mm, former Bengal and Trojan. Not the condom. Maluga was at Club 11 in Miami. That would be a strip club. Girl collection? Not as not as classy as the girl collection. So, But I'm sure you've, you've probably been there how many times? Uh, More times than he can count on his probably fans. been there at least 11 times. Club 11. Ray Maluga's out. 69, actually. He was at there... He was at their club at 8.30 nice. in the morning, Saturday morning. This is like 28 hours before his game shouldn't on he, Sunday. Shouldn't he be at home like watching Clifford or something on he TV? He should be going through like a walkthrough at this point with the, with the team. But instead, he's walking through the strip club, stum not walking, stumbling through. 
and he refuses to pay his $40 bar tab. And when they asked him again to pay it, he allegedly, I say allegedly, even though we all know he did it. Allegedly. He grabbed the victim by the throat, Ooh. sources say. Mm. He would have made half a million dollars this year, but he decided he didn't want to pay his $40 bar tab. Now he's cut, released, lost a job, and he's got uh, a mugshot that, let me tell you something, if you didn't know any better, you'd think he was Haloti Nada. Haloti was a hell of a player, still is. I don't know, is he retiring? Probably. Maluga is forced to be retired now because he got cut after his stupid freaking move at Club 11. Cowboys could use him maybe for Thanksgiving if he's interested. No, they can use him if they're having an eating contest on Thanksgiving. They can use Ray Maluga. Has he been that bad? Well, it's not that he's been that bad. He just looks that fat. That's why I was saying okay, he looks now, like Lodi not in his mugshot. Together. I thought it was just like the Samoan thing. Well, it is the about. Samoan thing, and it's also the fat thing. The it's hair, like a two-for-one special. as well. Okay. That just went right over your head. So, yep. sweet. Ray Maluga, you friend. Get the biggest L of the week. You couldn't have gone with somebody else? No. I mean, only myself, right? Well, who else is going to get it? Baker. I've wrecked my car, I've crapped my pants, and I've screwed up on air at work. What about Baker Mayfield? Mayfield? Mayfield's getting a... Thank you for saying that. Mayfield's getting a biggest freaking dub from me. What, what are you talking about, Hold biggest on. L? Dude, that guy is a D-bag. D-bag? He's grabbing his crotch and saying, bleep you, I'm up by 50, oh. your Kansas, screw you. Oh, that Late. is not cool. Late honorable mention, Al, I'd like to throw in Blair, please, Blair please. Walsh for just missing a field goal to tie the Falcons and losing for Seattle. Wow. Seattle just lost the Monday night football game. Thanks to Blair Walsh. Yeah, that's an honorable mention, L, man. Oh, Blair up there. Not probably quite as bad as the week me or Ray Lugas had, but still tough. Still Baker, tough, Baker's Blair. having a tough time now, Honestly, too. Blair's had worse weeks than that, though. He's been missing. He's missed extra at least points it was for a playoff games. Yeah, at least crap. it was a 52-yarder and not like a chip shot. If it's, it's over 50 one. yards, it's it's a respectable loss. Under so, under 50, I don't respect you. Windy, rainy. Back to biggest dub. Up there. Let's talk about him. Baker Mayfield, man, he's crotch grabbing. Sucks, Why do you have such yeah. a problem with that, uh, dude? They didn't shake his hand before the game. You're playing Kansas. You're they, playing Kansas. And Kansas Maybe, didn't shake his hand before well, the bleeping game. Well, if you listen to what the Kansas players had to say afterwards, it was nothing personal towards Baker. Don't do that. Don't oh, say it's not personal. Don't you even. You're the, what, fourth-ranked, third-ranked team in the country? It you're wasn't personal when he grabbed his freaking nuts. Be the yes, it was. It's personal when you grab your crotch directly at the opposing sideline or player and say, bleep you. It's definitely personal. You're taking it overboard. Play with some class. You're a Heisman Trophy candidate on a playoff potential team against one of the worst teams in Division One, if not the worst college football that you should beat by 60 every time you take the field. Take the high road, you whiny little brat. Don't talk to me about about classy play when he, Mayfield's out there grabbing the, his crotch and telling people to F you. Doing the coin toss, trying to shake somebody's hand in the opposing team, and he looks at him and shakes his head They and don't have no. to shake their hands. And he doesn't have to not grab his crotch. Yes, he does. Maybe he had an itch. Oh, sure he did. Maybe. Well-timed. Bet he had an itch. It was itch. an enthusiastic Bet itch. Bet he had a nice itch there. Either way, Mayfield, you're getting a biggest dub. Jesus. Just because I didn't know you were a, a closet Oklahoma fan. You I didn't know. Cock. I didn't know. I didn't know Waljig was a freaking grandpa. All right, biggest dub fans and hip-hop fans. Hip-hop fans are getting a biggest dub honorable mention this week. And I meant to tell Bab to get some music for this, and I totally screwed up. And it's no one's fault but my own, so I'm sorry. This segment is worse than it should have been. But all hip-hop fans, you get a 
honorable mention dub this week i am a hip-hop fan so i'm gonna say we we're getting an honorable mention dub and that's because well first of all post malone grapevine native and kind of an uglier version of me i would say uh his, his new album beer bongs and bentley's is about to come out and it just just so happens that the track list got released actually no it didn't beer bongs and bentley's beer bongs and bentley's yeah by baker mayfield no not by well that would that sounds honestly that would make sense even though i think it would be beer bongs and crotch grabs yeah no bentley's he's not doing that that's or not he's not he's not violating ncaa rules with bentley's just Sucks. beer bongs the scrub Anyways, Post Malone said this week that his new album, Beer Bongs and Bentleys, is dropping December 1st. That means it's literally in like a week and a half, dude. So hip-hop fans, we are excited. His first album rocked. His first mixtape rocked. I can't freaking wait. Post Malone, December 1st, be there or be Walchick, be a bitch. Second hip-hop good news of the week. Oh, also, he said, uh, Post Malone said that John Mayer is going to be a feature on his album. So that is just exciting for... For many reasons, John Mayer's a stud. Reason number two, hip-hop fans get a biggest dub honorable mention this week. That's because Kid Cudi. Everybody loves Kid Cudi. He said that his next album that's coming out, Kanye West, is going to be the sole producer of the album. That means it's going to be absolute oh, freaking bad. gold, ladies and Cuddy. gentlemen. But give me some Cudi. I know. Man I screwed on the up. Moon. No, I meant to get... Oh, that is one of my all-time favorite albums, dude. It's fire. And it's really his only good one. I don't know if it's only a good one, but it's, it's his best one by a mile. No question. Did you listen to his Wizard album? Yeah, I wasn't down oh, with it. Oh, it was garbage. A lot I of hate drugs. Because I love Cuddy. Yeah, I, I love I, Cuddy. No, I think he's no, out, I love drugs. I think he was, he was off on the it drugs. Yet. I think he was clean oh, for that. Oh, that was the problem. I think he had just had a child. He was trying to clean up, which you know, kudos to him. But yeah, it's hard to say it didn't affect his style. I mean, he he went rock heavy with it. Yeah, it just wasn't even Cuddy. It was funky, man. It was funky. He uh, there was one song I liked, Frequency. Frequency was good. Look up Frequency. Frequency. Frequency is okay. a fire song. That's one of his newer ones. But anyways, he says his new album that's coming out, Kanye West is a sole producer. Kanye West is an all-time producer. That's going to be phenomenal. I love them two together. Hip-hop fans all around the world are clapping their freaking hands. Biggest dub honorable mention. But let's get to the biggest freaking dub of the week, and that is none other than Shannon Sharp. No, 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 no. Not because he won some, some hot take battle with Skip Bayless on Undisputed. It's because Shannon Sharp has been clamoring after the beautiful Nicole Murphy. Oh, my God. If you don't know who Nicole Murphy is. I don't think I do. Google her now. Google her now. I think she's like at least in her 50s. She literally might be in her 60s. She is one of the sexiest women ever. Really? Definitely a gilf. 100% a gilf. A gilf. Her body is top freaking notch. This she is has a, gotten inappropriate, but I love it. She is a dime bag grandma, and I am so happy for Shannon Sharp. He's been he's been pandering after her on Twitter, on his show Undisputed, calling her out all the time about how much he, he just, he's shooting his shot left and right, shooting his shot left and right. Well, I think he slid into her DMs the other day because he tweeted about that he was going to do it. And next thing I know, he's got a picture of him on his Instagram with her. Looks like they went on a hot yoga date. And hopefully the rest is history. I mean, I'm thinking Shannon Sharp locked it up. By the way, Shannon Sharp in this yoga picture. I mean, my God, Shannon Sharp looks like Shannon's he can play yoked. today. Oh, yeah. I Shannon, mean, the dude is not even just yoked. He is so shredded. I can't shit. even think straight. He belongs on the cover of some sort of bodybuilding magazine. The guy is a... He was he's a work of How art. How old is there's chiseled no way. Is, she looks in her forties, man. Okay, well look it up. Tell tell me what Nicole Murphy is. Tell me what her age is. 
I feel so weird. You said 40, she looks 49. 40. You're right. 40. She's about to be 50. Okay, she's 49. So she's about to be 50. And tell me she is not freaking hot. Absolutely. Smoking well, a very, hot. very beautiful older woman. And Shannon Sharp's been, I'm telling you, dude, for months on his Twitter, for months on Undisputed, he's shouted her out, all this different stuff. And now he's doing hot yoga with her, man. I mean, I think any guy can respect that. You put in the work, you put in the time. Next thing you know, you're doing hot yoga with a freaking dime bag. And I couldn't be happier for Shannon Sharp. Shannon, you, my friend, are the biggest dub of the bleeping week. Winning. Thanks, Charlie. Man, you've got that down, Bab. Wait, I thought it was Charlie. It was Charlie, a.k.a. Bab. Nice job, Charlie, Bab. Right? Nice he sounded job. just like him. Really good stuff, man. Sorry that, to pull that's back it, the by the way. That's it. I'm sure that was like 45 minutes. Yeah, it was. Just kind of the whole show. How long was that? Seriously. Uh, I don't know. Episode 40 of the books. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it for episode 40. Oh, man. Eric had 52 biggest L winners and Nathan Peterman. It's because Nathan Peterman was so bad. We had a catalog of Peterman stats. Yes, that definitely. Garbage Peterman stats. There's no one to blame but Peterman. it in a negative way. And McDumbass. Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bam. That was Biggest L, Biggest Up. Thank you very much, Eric. You're welcome. Now it is time to recap what's going on in college football as we are nearing closer and closer to the end of the season. It is what they will call Rivalry Week. I don't know where to start. Do we start with my my beloved Hurricanes? Let's or do, do it. Or, Heck yeah, or, let's do it. Or do we start with Baker Mayfield grabbing his crotch? It's the ballsiest thing I've seen in college football since about a month ago when that Tennessee player flipped off the Alabama fans. I couldn't disagree more. 50. I hate Baker Mayfield. That dude is the scum of the earth. And for right, people to come what? out Never there and mind. say that he is going to be a successful NFL quarterback and compare him to Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, some of the game's elites, I think Peyton is popping cocktails. That's what the color commentator did on the broadcast. Eric, you're going to come over here and you're going to love on Baker Mayfield when all you do is watch the highlight of his crotch grab and all of a sudden you're nice and chubby. But in reality, if you watch it, he is a doucher, and I hate Baker Mayfield. Great college quarterback, but he will not be a successful pro quarterback. Backup at best. The only highlight I needed to see was him doing that crotch grab, and now I know Disgusting. he's going to be an absolute stud NFL quarterback. Disgusting. Next. Disgusting. Now, you know what, Bad? We've got some audio. After the crotch grab, here's his head wait, coach. Wait, do we have audio of the crotch grab itself? No, I couldn't get audio of the crotch grab. It was so vile and disgusting. Oh, but, oh, it was but you wanted from the it, internet. Oh, but you wanted it, though. You dirty little bitch. You shut your mouth. All right, give me the crotch grab. Uh, give me the crotch grab audio. Let's go 54. That's going to be Lincoln Riley. Then 56 will be Baker and his half ass apology. What about a Baker and his crotch? I'm, shut up. I want Baker I'm and his crotch. After the game, the, the situation with, you know, with Baker uh, talking and gesturing towards them. Uh, it, it was a chippy game, and it was chippy from the second that their guys decided they didn't want to shake our hands at the coin toss. And that the, the chippiness started there. But despite all that, so uh, there's no excuse for it. It was and, crotchy. Uh, and and uh, you know, Baker's a competitive guy. Let his emotions get the best of How many excuses uh, did he but, make before he said? Uh, again, a very, very chippy no excuse. emotional game. Listen, but, man, he but, grabbed his crotch because he's a competitive guy. Oh, and, get over uh, it. Sure you know how many competitive? Every single guy on the field is competitive. And they don't feel the need to grab their crotch. Unless you're Baker bleeping Mayfield, do. There's man. kids watching kids watching kids are crotch grabbing now too no they're not did you get on to marshawn lynch when he crotch grabbed into the end zone i thought that was hilarious yeah <laughs> so you go bleep yourself he's man. made it's it it's only he's because you don't like man. baker mayfield yeah, oh, I, don't he's like a grown baker. Man. I don't like baker oh, you're at such all. a douche i don't like you baker really are oh no baker's a douche why because he grabbed his i mean listen i wouldn't want to shake his hand either if he's grabbing up on his crotch he grabbed his crotch and goes f you 
Why are we saying crotch, by the way? I don't ever say crotch. All of a sudden, everybody's You've just been saying crotch. Saying it all night. No, I know, and I'm asking. I'm, that's why I'm asking. I'm what being reflective like here. I'm looking gooch? in the mirror and wondering why am I saying crotch when it's his freaking balls. <laughs> Bottom line is he's grabbed his piece. He's, I don't ever say crotch. I literally can't remember the last time I said crotch, and I don't know why I've said it 62 times on this show. 69. He grabbed his bleeping balls, and that's it, man. When you grab your balls, you feel like more of a man than you ever have before. No. Do it. Do it. Grab your balls no. right now, Walchick. No. Do it. No. Oh, you're such a sissy, man. Oh, I'm definitely not a sissy. You don't have balls. That I just respect them? you enough. I've got big balls. There you go. He grabbed that. I can rile up the bear. Look, you got competitive and you grabbed your balls. No one's mad at no, you. No, I don't ever grab my balls when I get competitive. I'll you talk just trash. did. I'll talk some trash, no doubt about it. But I don't need to grab my balls at somebody. Baker Mayfield's going to be a it's badass NFL quarterback. Sportsmanship, sir. Look it up. That's what the game's all about. Baker Mayfield, a.k.a. the the ball grabber. Here's what Baker had to say, Bab. This is cut 56. I got caught up in a competitive game, chippy game. See? <laughs> what I did uh, today, tonight, was unacceptable. I am a competitive player, but that's what, what I did is unacceptable. And so I apologize. It's uh, disrespectful. It's not the example I want to set. It's not the legacy I want to leave it over you. It's not. So uh, I truly do apologize. It's... You know, think about the kids that are watching. It's not, it's not something I want to oh, do. Oh, Baker's thinking about the kids now. To the parents out there, I'm sorry. It's not, you know, anything that you want your kids to watch or to have a role model. So I really do apologize from the bottom of my heart. Guys, I'm so competitive. I grabbed my ball. It's not a freaking excuse. I'm still competitive. I grabbed my ball. I love the idea of them asking. Uh, remember when we put you through a combine interview? <laughs> are you kidding interview? me? Remember when we put you through a combine interview, Walchick, and you blew it and you lost your chance at the NFL? Oh, yeah, and I totally grabbed my balls. Well, I'm sure Baker Mayfield... stormed off like a little baby. He's going to get asked about this. Like, so, Baker, um, tell me about that that ball grab on the yeah, sidelines against Kansas. Yeah, tell me how that cement Kansas. tasted, too, when you were drunk as hell outside a Norman bar. So are you and telling me... And just got face-planted by a cop. So are you telling me he, he doesn't deserve a Heisman opportunity he after will, this? He'll probably still go to New York. Look, it's not to say he's not a great college player. He is. No doubt. He seems like a great person. Oh, I really seriously judge your self-judgment people then, sir. Granted, he's no Mike Allstott, but hey, who is? Oklahoma wins again. They keep rolling. You and I see this Baker Mayfield situation very differently. Doesn't change the fact that Oklahoma's pretty good. Yeah, in response, you're 90 years old, man. In response, I'm a realist. I'm a purist. Sorry about it. Not. Lincoln Riley's come Lynch. out and said, no, unless it's Marshawn. Marshawn, unless he can do whatever he wants. He's hilarious. Lincoln Riley's come out, teary-eyed, crying, bawling his eyes out. Oh, I'm sitting, uh, my, my uh, school pressure, the board of trustees, my president, Twitter, has pressured me into basically not starting Baker Mayfield for our final regular season game before the Big 12 championship game against West Virginia. He's not starting. He'll still play, but he's not starting. Then, in a press conference, Baker Mayfield also crying, getting emotional. Oh, I'm not a captain for my final game as a senior. Oh, poop. Oh, it was worth Shouldn't it. Shouldn't have grabbed your crotch, We idiot. all know it was worth it, Baker. No, nah, don't think so. Not worth it at all. Don't listen to Eric Kids. Hope you never have children and bring them up that way, you sick perb. Nothing can keep me from talking about my hurricanes unless it's a Baker Mayfield ball grab 
on the sidelines. You are a schmuck. Let's talk about the Canes, though. Bab cut 17. They keep on rolling, 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 rolling. There are no nasty twists in this fairy tale. Miami has the final say. Miami 44, Virginia 28. That's your final score. 15 straight for Miami. 10 and 0. And the Hurricanes are one win away from a perfect season. Remember when I told you, okay, listen, we're going to have to play that again, because remember when I told you Joe Zagaki, Joe Z, my guy, voice of the Miami Hurricanes, he literally has a musical a musical flow to his calls, to his broadcast. You've got to hear this again. Listen to this. You can put a beat under it. We have a beat under it right now. You can hear how he's literally singing this final call. Go ahead. There are no nasty twists in this fairy tale. Miami has the final say. Miami 44, Virginia 28. That's your final score. 15 straight for Miami, 10-0, and, and the Hurricanes are one win away from a perfect season. All right, mean, yeah. He he's is. got a musical flow, Joe he Z, is. man. It's so brilliant, and so are my freaking Hurricanes. The turnover chain comes out, it comes out again a couple of times, and Jaquan Johnson, ACC Player of the Week, stud defensive back. The only thing about the Hurricanes and, and that turnover chain that worries me a little bit is they're a little over-aggressive at times, especially in the back end. They'll jump these routes, and that's why Virginia... I mean, Virginia was up 28-14 to 14 in this game because they were doing double-move burn passes because they're a little over-aggressive in that secondary. They want to put that chain on. They want to get that shine. They want to grab that balls and say, screw you, Kansas. And and that, that cost them a couple screw of times. Screw you, Kansas, huh? They've been screwed enough. By Baker and them boys honestly i would love for it to be canes versus baker mayfield and the oklahoma sooners in in like the first round of the college football playoff that would be a game filled with chippiness and ball grabbing and turnover chains and that is my freaking kind of party right there i love my hurricanes and they 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 worried me i gotta say they worried me a little bit down 28 14 got virginia kicking onside kicks i'm like who do they think they are Next thing I know, Travis Homer scampering in for a 36-yard touchdown run. Rogier on third and nines scrambling in for a 15-yard touchdown run. And we're, we're busting out the turnover chain. So Miami Hurricanes are one win away from a perfect season. I could have never imagined it. I mean, I truly, before this season, never in a million years is this team going undefeated. And now we are one game at pit away from being Unfreaking defeated it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful feeling and i can't are wait are you not at all worried about the pit game uh, i wouldn't say i'm not at all worried because i'm a cynical guy kind of glass half empty when it comes to this kind of stuff so i always think we're just going to find a way to screw it up but there's no reason to lose this game i mean there's zero reason to lose this game and if they do it it's going to be an utter letdown but either way we're in the acc championship against clemson so it's still overall a good deal but Gosh, we got to finish it out. Got to finish it out. It's a shame it's not at home. It seems like every game's been at home this year, and it's been awesome. Finally going on the road. We'll see how it goes. But the Hurricanes, man, we'll, we'll see. What do you think? I don't, I don't know if they'll fall out of the top four. No, the top four will be intact. All of them won. Bama, Clemson, Miami, Oklahoma. It'll be fine. Big games, though, this week. You've got Iron Bowl, Alabama, Auburn, one versus six. Auburn with a win can vault themselves right back into the top four. And... We said it. I think they're in the SEC championship game with a win. Bama with the victory there, I think, all but secures their shot uh, to be in the playoff. I think even if they were to lose to Georgia in that SEC title game, they'll have one loss. I still think you put them in, in my opinion. We'll see. Ohio State, Michigan. Clemson plays at South Carolina. 
and Clemson's been squeaking by. So that's a road game, rivalry game. You never know there. Notre Dame and Stanford in what should be a close one, and uh, Wazoo and Washington are some of the uh, premier matchups. Other college football news before we wrap, UCLA, after their loss to Southern California, fired Jim Mora. So bye-bye, Jim. Another new coach is on the horizon for the Bruins of UCLA. From what I hear, I hear two names. One I like, one I can't fathom. The one I like is Chip Kelly. I've heard Chip Kelly's taking the Florida job. Okie dokie. Well, that means the other name I have, and hopefully for UCLA Bruin fans, it is just a false rumor, but my sources are awesome. And that name is Jeff Fisher. They're pulling him from whatever really? Wyoming Jeff mountains Jeff he's Fisher's been living in. Jeff a USC in. guy, though. I don't know. I don't he is know. A US, he's a USC grad. Well, I've heard Jeff Fisher's name being floating around with UCLA Bruins. Wow. I hear he's living in like some sort of cabin slash cave in the Wyoming oh, Mountains. I mean, to me, that's no different than Jim Mora. He's got like a Letterman beard going on right now where it's just straight up caveman, bushy, bushy. Goodness. He's got to be depressed. How depressed is Jeff Fisher right now? He's looking over at Case Keenum and the Vikings like, damn. They're the looking Rams? good. And then you're looking at the Rams and Golf oh, yeah, and Company, and they're putting Keenum. up points left and right, and they're winning football games. And it's like, man, I did nothing with either one of those quarterbacks. Nope. And now each team with each one of those quarterbacks is one of the better teams in the league. Jeff Fisher, UCLA. It has passed you by, my friends. Well, that is our college football recap. No Split Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Shea, follow producer Bam. We'll step aside for a quick break to hear from the Diamond Broker and WBLZ Sports. And when we come back, we'll talk some NFL Week 10 football. Can we get weird? After that. Hello, I'm Robert of the Diamond Broker. Over the past 30 years, many jewelry stores have come and gone. But we are still here. We were one of the first companies to offer diamonds from the cutters directly to the public. We are Dallas's original diamond broker with an A-plus rating at the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Located on the northeast corner of Preston and Forest, the diamond broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds, engagement rings, bracelets, pendants, and diamond studs. I guarantee that you will not find a better company than the diamond broker to buy from. Want proof? Come see our walls filled with pictures of our satisfied customers. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. This holiday, visit the Diamond Broker for an engagement ring, pre-owned Rolex, or a special diamond gift for your loved one. The Diamond Broker, Dallas original Diamond Broker, located on the northeast corner of Preston and Forest in Dallas, or on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. Hey guys, this is Chris Sly, the fantasy guy from The Morning Rant. This is how the show is now. Coach is gone. We've gone completely monotone. I'm hoping that you're going to listen every weekday, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This ain't like those other WBLZ shows, damn it. This is like Mr. T in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? Chains around my neck because they dangle low to my sandals with socks with WBLZ sandals. Because I got shirts and sandals and hats and pants and shorts and boxes and shoes. I don't give a damn. This is the morning rant. Talk like it. This ain't the other shows. They don't censor us. They try to censor us. They do censor us because we ain't those other guys. We make those other guys quit. We made them tap out. They wear shirts that say tap out on them. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Real cool, bro. Yeah, real cool, you quitter. We don't tap out. We fight to the bitter end. In my teeth, you know what I mean. Looks like I fight with crap. But I don't. I fight sports fans that believe LeBron James is the greatest. Me, Brock. Shut up. I don't want to hear that crap. This is the morning rant. This is WBLZ Sports. 
you're a real sports fan, this is where you're supposed to be. You're a cupcake candy cane world, this ain't where you're supposed to be. No candy canes. I already proved that once. I like cupcakes. Love cupcakes. I eat them every day. Every day. Just like if you're a cupcake, come around, I'll eat them too. This is the Morning Rant, WDLZsports.com. I'm the coach, my favorite. You want real sports talk? That's where you go. <laughs> Chris I has nothing for it. That's it. Hey, this is Webb from the 8-Bit Bros, and I got to tell you, whether it be for your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Services is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Services team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve all of your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll get a discount. That's Gen Services, 740-438-7173. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, E. Glaze, one half of the dopest sports show on radio, The Crush Sports Talk. Check us out every Tuesday through Thursday right here on WBLZ Sports from 3 to 5 p.m. The dopest sports show on radio with your boy, E. Glaze, and Maceo Heard right here on WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Welcome back to those Sweet Peace Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiavallo, producer Bab. It is the second half of the show, and it is time to recap what happened in the National Football League in Week 10 and find out how those stinking Yodas did, man. So, I think they did pretty good. I think this actually might have been one of the best weeks we've seen from the Yodas. Overall, almost a perfect week. I know football felt really good about what he had going on in East in East was confident. And then those, those stinking giants, man, he was not oh, the giants expecting. Did too. I don't think anybody was man. The chiefs. What has happened to the chiefs? I don't know. The chiefs have now lost how two games in a row or is it three? Well, they've lost four of their last five. And I think that's all you really need to know. Yeah. So they are spiraling down and it's like, they started out super hot. Alex Smith is the MVP of the league. And now Alex Smith is back to being Alex Smith. So now it's like, okay. After starting 5-0, and they have now gone 1-4 and since then and have lost two in a row. Okay. So they're bad right now. They're losing to the Giants, which the Giants we've already talked about has given up. I mean, Ben McAdoo is an incompetent coach as we've ever seen. And Andy Reid stooped down to his level on Sunday. He's got Travis Kelsey throwing interceptions. It was literally, it was a Shane Vereen interception for Ben McAdoo and the Giants. Like, God, what what is happening? And the next thing you know, Travis Kelsey's throwing an interception. It's like, all right, dude, our quarterback sucks. I get it. Alex Smith is struggling bad. So you're just going to put Kelsey out there to throw a pick? He's the only one who wants to throw it downfield. Alex just forgot that he can throw it downfield. It's like he forgot that he had Tyreek Hill. I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs. But when you lose to the Giants, bad things are happening and now you wonder, are we calling for old Mahomie? 
Pat Mahomes. When Ooh, does that happen? When does that card get interesting. drawn? Interesting. You know what? Because that's, that's true. That's true. Because Alex Smith started off the season so hot. MVP. And now they've faded. And that's the question. I, I absolutely think that the more that they lose and the farther and farther they get from really that division, though, the, the Raiders just lost. That was one uh, football Yoda got Patriots over the Raiders. That's true. They're going to still win that they're division. Still, yeah, that, they're still going to win that division. And then the question becomes like, all right, so do we want to— San Francisco had success when they did this, though. They went from Alex Smith to Colin Kaepernick. That's true. Who had a lot of talent, a lot of physical talent upside. And they ended up going all the way to the conference championship game, eventually a Super Bowl with him. And Smith got traded to the to the Chiefs. So is, is this going to be— a Kaepernick 2.0 situation for Alex Smith, and he starts and, and gives his team a good chance, and then is this going to be straight-up benching? Because I think it was a concussion as to what initially put Kaepernick in in the first place in San Francisco. This might just be a straight-up benching. Play. Just a you're sucking so bad, Alex, i got to get you out of here. But if they are going to win the division and go to the playoffs, you still probably think, especially Andy Reid's going to just want to stick with Alex Smith. But moving forward, I think it's getting clearer and clearer that I guess it is going to be Patrick Mahomes at least starting next year because you're not riding with Alex Smith after a one and four. They keep struggling, dude. Alex Smith is not definitely not going to be the quarterback for that team next year. You just wonder if maybe Mahomes will get thrown in there even earlier, which would be weird. So NFC Yoda was struggling on that one. He didn't. I mean, who could see that coming? No one would see that coming. Anytime the Giants win, no one sees that coming. Shout out to Eric Flowers, offensive tackle, who just is taken a beating in the media and social media over the last couple of years for just being a terrible offensive tackle. He hasn't allowed a sack since like week two. So good for him. Good for the giants. They get a win. Doesn't really matter. They still suck. Uh, moving forward, the Redskins and the saints, NFC showed have had the saints win in that game. Saints were at home. Turns out the saints did win that game, but boy, was it interesting. Washington was up by a ton. I think the Saints scored like fifth, like 14 or 15 or 16 points in like three minutes to tie the game, send it to overtime. Then the Saints end up winning in overtime. I know NFC East Yoda, he told me, he confessed. He said, listen, I had the Saints winning that game, but God, I did not have it going to overtime. I did not have it going that close. So that was a little bit of a fuzzy vision, but he still comes out on top. So it's one and one at that point. And that's the Sunday night game, and we all know what happened there. Waltrick's Cowboys folded. Yeah, we don't, like need to, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Player. We can we can move on. I do kind of want to talk about the Saints, though, dude. I think that was an impressive, impressive victory. They were down, and I thought, you know, when when the day started, I know NFC UCO to pick the Saints to win, but I kind of felt the Saints are due for a loss, and the residents have had success in New Orleans. I could see them pulling that one out, and they led throughout most of that game, and then Drew Brees and company turned it on late, and they just found a way to win. Three NFC teams right now. Three NFC teams are good Philly obviously mm -hmm. who'd they who'd they dominate shut up yep the Saints as you mentioned I mean they haven't lost a game since week two I think they're the first team ever to start 0-2 and then win their next eight or something like that I think they're they might be I know the uh the 92 or 93 Cowboys started 0-2 went on a similar six or seven six to eight game win streak but I can't remember when I think it was eight because I think their first loss, again, was that Thanksgiving Day game against the Dolphins, the Leon Lett game. Oh, yeah. I can't forget that. Yes, yeah, so I think that was their next loss. So it probably was eight straight. Well, it's the Vikings. It's the Saints. Who else? Oh, and the Eagles. The Vikings. The Vikings, the Saints, and the Eagles. Yes. Oh, you those should. Are I'm the, sorry. Those are the three NFC teams. Nine and one Eagles. That and then are two, eight, and two 
Saints, Vikings. And then at 7-3, and three, you've still got the Rams. Still got the Rams at 7-3, and three, but you could see the Vikings beat them like 24-7. to seven. The Vikings are... Tough game. I, I'd be interested to see, though, if that game's in L.A. Nah, there's 19 people at that game. I don't care. Not at the Rams, a Rams playoff game. Fair enough. Either way, the Vikings are a much better team, and I think I said this on the podcast last week. The Vikings, in my opinion, have probably the best roster in football. Yeah, you did. The only thing that slightly holds them back, and even though he's not holding them back right now, is Case Keenum. But I still, I do not trust Case Keenum. I still think that if Bridgewater's healthy, I'd put Bridgewater in there sooner rather than later. Don't disagree, but while you're winning games, I don't think you make that move. Yeah, I mean... Come on. If I just, just don't think. Look, we can Adam all Thielen's look into the future. Out, having 20 catches, we, 200 yards we can, score. We can all look into the future and see well Case Keenum is going to have a crappy, crappy game in the near future. In the playoffs. And you just hope it's not going to be the playoffs. It probably will be. Okay. So if it's probably will be, why not have Teddy Bridgewater in there, man? Yeah. Because Teddy Bridgewater look, at his best is better than Case Keenum at his best. And that's all you need Lions to know. The Lions are hovering in that division. They're at 6-4. Uh -huh. they're, they're just okay. Look, Eric, can you let me finish? I'm not trying to say the Lions are going to make the playoffs. Why not? But they're the only team that's keeping Minnesota from running away and clinching this thing early. My thinking is, if you get to the point where you've won the division, ideally you've got maybe a game or two left in the regular season, and you can put Teddy in there to knock off some rust, let him get a game under his belt, because you don't want to just put him in there cold in a playoff game, but then you don't want to also throw him out there if he, when you're winning football games in a game that matters to try and win a division and secure a playoff spot. There's just a lot of risk there when you've got a quarterback in Case Kingdom that you've been winning football games with. I mean, I get I get that line of thinking, but it was just like last year. I would have put Tony Romo in above Dak Prescott, even though Dak Prescott and the Cowboys were winning games because Tony Romo was clearly the better quarterback. Well, look what's happened. Tony's now in the booth. No, I know, and look what did happen. It didn't happen. Look what did happen. I wouldn't put that playoff loss on Dak, though. Well, the I mean, dude played they, out of his mind and came back, had them in position to win the football game in the fourth quarter. And then the defense can't hold off for a minute. Aaron Rodgers goes down the field and does what Aaron Rodgers usually does to the Cowboys. And they kick a field goal to win. Dak, if the defense had done their job, who knows? We go into overtime. There was no stopping. If the Cowboys win the toss, they'd have gone down and scored the way that Dak Prescott was playing. Either way, that's still just my belief. Of I, if I think I got a better quarterback here, I don't care if I'm winning games. Just because I'm winning games doesn't necessarily mean I have the better quarterback playing. In case, case Keenum, good for him. He's doing well right now. But... I know it's going to end in travesty for Case Keenum. It okay. just always does. Well, you're right. The Vikings played great. Uh, another one football Yoda got correctly. He was 3-0. The Steelers looked phenomenal. Antonio Brown doing his crazy Brown-like things. Three touchdowns like he in his sleep against the Titans. Speaking of that game, Sky Cam, did you watch that game? Did you, did you get to see? Well, so we both work on Thursday nights. So you, oh, actually, run, right. you oh. actually run the board for... Uh, the station that we work at, and I work in the, the room next door doing stuff for the Texas State Network. I totally forgot. So you actually so didn't I even got really to see get, like a couple plays here get, and there, but okay. I really didn't get to sit down and watch the game. No. Well, it's just because that new camera view that they're doing, and I don't know if they're sticking with it with all these Thursday that night Madden games view or yeah, that they were testing out. Yes, that kind of from behind yeah. view, and I actually really enjoyed it. I would, I would, I think I would like a little bit more of a mixture between the two within mm -hmm. a game of the behind view so and then it was the, the regular whole game view. that way. It was, it was. It was, yeah, I mean, it was 90% of the game was from that view. And it was cool because you get a totally different perspective. And it's really cool to see when the quarterback drops back and you get you get to see basically exactly what he's seeing. And it just, it impresses you sometimes because he'll drop back and you're looking out there and you're thinking Ben Roethlisberger has nowhere to throw the ball right now. And he throws it and finds a guy and gets it in a window that you're like, wow, if I was playing quarterback right there, I would have just taken the sack because no one looked open to me. 
but it just it just it just shows you how phenomenal these guys are even from the running game perspective you're behind Le'Veon Bell you're basically getting the same view Le'Veon Bell's getting while he's stuttering dancing stopping going through the line and you just get to see everything open up and to see everything the uh the way it plays out just in a different just in a totally different way than in the in the normal typical way you would watch a game but I would like to get a little bit more of a balance maybe not the whole game from that Madden view but maybe like a 50-50 sort of deal that would be pretty cool because it is a nice perspective that you never really get. The one play I did see was the uh, that one Delaney Walker pass right down the seam. It was like a solid 25-yarder from Mariota to Walker. He caught it in between like two or three people. It looked pretty sweet. I like the view from the little bits I saw. I'm with you. It'd be cool to kind of mix and match. Definitely a cool I thought wrinkle. it was fun. But you look at the, we just talked about the NFC, and yeah, I think that there's three teams that have separated themselves. I still think the Rams are in there. The Seahawks lose tonight. So they dropped to six and four. So there's still a game back of the Rams in that division. And the Falcons have put themselves right back in the hunt. I mean, I, I know that the Saints are eight and two, but you've got the Falcons now at six and four, and the Panthers who are on a bye, I think are seven and three right behind them. So that division's still very, very tight. Uh, a, a hiccup here and there from the Saints, and all of a sudden, you know, they go from a bye week in one of the top two seeds in the NFC to maybe out of the playoffs in, in the blink of an eye. You still got to worry about that a little bit if you are a Saints fan. But in the AFC, it's the Steelers and the Patriots. And I know the Jags are 7-3. and three, Bortles. Still, yeah, exactly. That's all you got to say, right? Blake Bortles. Uh, as good as that defense is, Leonard Fournette has been healthy, unhealthy. I don't know. That receiving core, they've got a lot of injuries there. That defense is what makes them go. But it, it seems like another collision course for a Patriots-Steelers AFC title game. Am I wrong? Tom Brady at 40 bleeping years old could potentially be the MVP. Can Again, you believe that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. It was, like you said, Alex Smith, Dak we threw in there for a little while. Dak's out of it now. I think Carson Wentz has still got his name in the, in the hat. Carson Wentz does. But, but you can't put, because you automatically think of quarterbacks, right? You're not going to put much. Breeze in there. No, you're not. Breeze doesn't put up those kind of stats this year. Brady seems to be hitting his stride. The Patriots in general seem to be hitting their stride. Their defense really struggled earlier in the year. Now they're playing really good football right now, and it was it was really only a matter of time before they figured it out. And and that offense is putting up numbers. And Brady's in Mexico throwing all sorts of touchdowns and just looking brilliant. And it's just insane what Brady's able to do. And at 40 years old, being even in the conversation for MVP, let alone potentially. Leading, I mean, I really don't know who else you're choosing over him at this point. Who else are you putting above? Well, you putting like above? I said, maybe Carson Wentz. And I hate to maybe say that. Carson Wentz, but even then, it's like okay, Carson Wentz. Their team is really, really good, and Carson Wentz has been good, but he hasn't been he hasn't been Brady level good this year. Not even close. Okay, you don't think so? No, not even close. Not even close. And, and even as bad a game as Dak had, and as good a game as it seemed Carson Wentz had on Sunday. I'm still not convinced that I, I that I that I would take Carson Wentz over Dak. Oh, you put Dak in an Eagles I, uniform I, on Sunday, and it is the exact same thing. Yeah, you I put love, Carson you know Wentz that. on I that mean, offense for the Cowboys, and he's getting he's getting killed. I mean, it's literally the same thing. Carson Wentz last year had a lesser team, and he he suffered because of it. Dak Prescott had a studly team, just like Carson Wentz has this year, and Dak thrived. Certainly, I, and I couldn't agree more. I was a big fan of both those guys. I thought Carson Wentz. Between him and Goff, I'd have taken Wentz last year. Me too. Same I, here. I, I was on board with Wentz. I thought Wentz was going to be really good. And as soon as the Eagles got him, I was like, oh, shoot. Now I've got to root against him. And I think he's going to be pretty darn good. But Dak 
I mean, I was I was on the DAC for MVP bandwagon up until the Atlanta game. And that wasn't even really his fault. But in, I know in the mind of the voters, especially now after the Eagles game, and, and he probably had his worst day, like I said, as a pro. But he definitely it's did. not like he's getting a ton of help around him. But, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a, a war for the next decade, Eagles-Cowboys with Dak and Wentz. I mean, those two teams now have franchise guys for the future. But the way the MVP works is it's who, what team has the best record and who's their quarterback and does he have pretty good stats. Right now, that's the Eagles, and then, yeah, that's probably the Patriots. Both those guys are neck and neck. I think, I, I guess maybe it's just because you, you're accustomed to it with Brady. It's just, to me, I don't think of this as like, it's kind of like Brady's doing what Brady does. It's not like a wow, whoa, look at what Brady's doing. I'm just, we're just so used to it. I'm not giving him as much credit where it's like, Wentz, this is something new. He's the new girl in school. Woo, let's let's see what she's got to offer. For sure. It's similar to like LeBron in the NBA. I mean, he could win the MVP every year, but they like to, it's like voter fatigue for certain guys. They want to they wanna mix and match, yeah. get, give somebody, somebody else some shine. So it could be that way. Not that Brady wins the MVP every year, but yeah, he's kind of, he's, he's raised the bar expectations wise. He's going to have to get to a, a higher level if he wants that MVP, but definitely deserving of it. And I guess I'm just more wowed by it than usual because I get the age factor with him and how 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 old he is and how, how much their team struggled earlier in the year, particularly defensively. But the fact that I was thinking that especially this year, as the season went on, Brady would actually get worse. That arm would start to tire out. Those cold games, those windy games wouldn't be quite the same. And we've seen it. His arm strength's not the not what it used to be. The deep ball's not what it used to be. But the dude is still so freaking accurate and just really dominant. I mean, even without the, the super great deep ball, he's still throwing 64-yard touchdown passes to Brandon Cooks on Sunday in Mexico. Yeah. Drunk on Corona. And he runs that offense to perfection, and a lot of it is very quarterback-friendly because it's a bunch of underneath five to ten yard intermediate routes get the ball out of your hands quickly and let your guys make plays after the catch still got to be pinpoint man thing. yeah he does i mean him and breeze are the two most accurate quarterbacks bar none in football mm-hmm. but breeze has just allowed kamara and ingram and that defense to just kind of carry the way but when he's got to step up and perform and make some throws say in the fourth quarter to mike thomas like he did against the redskins he's still capable of doing that too and we're, we're leaving out big ben we talk about the older quarterbacks yeah the steelers are quietly eight and two and i know ben roethlisberger we've talked about it a lot he's very helter skelter up and down but he was on on thursday night against tennessee and that team is peaking at the right time now as well with juju stepping up and antonio brown lev bell that defense is actually playing really good football i mean they picked marcus Mariota off four times so you know the steelers that, it is. It's Steelers, Patriots to me in the AFC and then everybody else. And in the NFC, we'll kind of see how these next few weeks unfold. But right now, it looks like the Eagles, Saints, and Vikings are the cream of the crop. And the only one team that I feel confident is going to stay there. Because like you said, the quarterback situation in Minnesota, New Orleans, that division's pretty close. They've got to make sure they keep maintaining this. Is the Eagles. The Eagles are going to be there, man. And, and, and they are, after watching the way that they handled Dallas... They've got all the parts. Now with that Ajayi trade, man, they've got all the parts. Good offensive line, good defensive line, good quarterback. They've got solid receivers on the outside, good tight end. Front seven defensively. Yeah. Man. And that secondary, which was getting a, a ton of knock last year, the way they performed, and would they even be that good? Because they didn't really sign anybody. That They made the trade for Ronald Darby, but they brought in that Robinson dude that's been all like with four different teams. They're playing good football. They are playing good football. Yeah, there are a lot of like no-name guys. You don't really know who they are, so you assume they're not good. But 
they they were good on Sunday. I'll tell you, I was watching them, and, and like we said, Darby was tackling one-on-one Dez every single time. So that, that Eagles defense is good. It starts with their front seven. I was right up close and personal before the game with Fletcher Cox, and the dude is an animal. Monster. And you know how Absolute much I love animal. Derek Barnett coming into the draft. Same here. We both yeah, loved we both him, and he, and he was really good on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have a sack fumble? He, he was the one that had the sack fumble. He was the one that had the sack fumble, 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 fumble and then uh, Bangham or Brangham or whatever the heck his name was ran it back. For, I think it's Bradham. Yep. For the Nigel touchdown. Bradham, yep. former Bill. For the titty. Eagles are good. Eagles are really good. I hate it, but, but, but it's but, true. But so are the Vikings, and so are the Saints. And, and that's what I was going to ask you. Is that not the most of all the surprising things in the NFL this year? There's been a lot of them. Is the most surprising thing that the Saints' defense is actually not oh, yeah. just okay, but good? The Saints are the most surprising. I could see the, the Eagles, if you would have told me they'd be 9-1, to I wouldn't be completely shocked. Because you knew their D-line was going to be good coming into this year. And the question just was, how much better was Carson Wentz going to be in that offense? Because they added a lot of new parts with Smith and uh, you know Aguilar hadn't been that good. They traded away Jordan Matthews. They brought in Alshon Jeffrey. Zach Ertz had been a dude that only really performed in the second half of the year my balls lack consistency yeah so uh i could kind of see with the eagles and the vikings i expected them to be a playoff contending team it was just could they get production from the quarterback spot and they've been able to the saints are the most surprising bar none absolutely and it's just they've really taken off since the peterson trade man They, they were winning a couple games they've won eight in a row now so they won some with peterson still on the team but with him out of there they've just really found the home of that backfield with that tandem of ingram and kamara there's not a better rushing duo in the league right now they do their interviews together in the locker room post game they're sitting there and they do them together they don't do interviews by themselves it's hilarious they love each other and they're hey listen when you're winning games it's easy to love each other so much love they're dominating kamara's probably rookie of the year yeah and one more thing about the eagles though i would say and marshall Lattimore, defensive rookie of the year that's so true the eagles they also lost their starting stud left tackle they also lost their starting stud middle linebacker and look not much of a drop off yep and that's credit to, I guess, really And Darren their... Sproles. Now, I know they're loaded at running back. Yeah. But they did lose Darren Sproles as well. He's no Zeke, but still, definitely a guy who's been a oh, key. Oh, you're, you're specifically... Well, I oh, don't I'm think... Kinda, I wouldn't ca- say Jordan Hicks is a Sean Lee either. No, but he's still, but I get he's what still you're a saying. good player. They lose some guys and find a way to keep things moving. The Cowboys, granted, you're losing four all-pros and you're trying to replace that. But yeah, and that speaks to the coaching staff and the lack of depth. Although I thought Byron Bell did a serviceable job, but still... You know, the defense looks like a shell of themselves without 50 on the field. And uh, there's there's no replacing Zeke or Tyron when they're not in the lineup. People want to talk about uh, Alfred Morris being nice. Alfred Morris is nice. He's a serviceable good back. But there's a couple plays out there where the bit, the long ones that he racked off, the 20-yarders, Zeke could have taken that to the house. Zeke can pass protection like I talked about last week, severely overrated. And in the screen game, the Cowboys, I didn't really notice any screens to their running backs any kind of check down stack is under duress check it down to Zeke you don't have that bailout anymore in that offense and Zeke Elliott can just help you extend drives because of his pure God-given talent so yeah not to get back on the cowboy train because you know I can go on that all day but but you're right that speaks to the coaching staff and the Eagles and, and other teams I mean throughout the league there's injuries and it just seems like when it happens to the Cowboys there's no it's just used as a huge ex- and they have no way to overcome it the majority of the time, unless it's Tony Romo in the years 2016. I cannot believe it's about to be week 12 in the Bleeping League. Dude. It's crazy. We got the Yodas coming up to get, let us know Sucks. who's going to win, who's going to lose. But this year is flying freaking by. No Split Seats podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chia, follow producer Bab. That was our NFL Week 11 recap. 
We'll have the Yoda predictions of week 12 coming up after this. Eric, it's time to get weird. Thank God. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. Time to get weird with Wolf Chuck, baby. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Oh, Wolf Chuck. My God, I've been waiting all week for this, dude. I mean, since the last time we were here getting weird together, I've been dying to get back into this moment right now with these pants on, these undies. No, not my shard undies. My clean ones. My weird ones. Your clean ones. Well my weird ones interesting can't say they're your shardy clean. undies weirdy weirdy weird no not the shard not the shardy undies edition. yeah you're wearing the shardy undies dude just screw you man will you just be honest about it shout out to mike Allspot, by the way episode 40 yeah mike's doing his thing mike's doing his thing he's out and about he's doing his shice let's get all weird right. dude all right i'm gonna try to first of all these uh these articles are, are having issues tonight. They're not wanting to load for me, so I'm going to have to do... I got one up, excuses? I'm going to have to reload we, the other ones. We, we just starting things off with excuses right off the bat? No, there's no excuses. I'm letting you know play-by-play play what's happening. Is it going to be a good uh, segment? Yeah. Here's the first story, because I know... I'm pretty sure you're a fan of these. Yeah. Cheesesteaks. Who isn't? Right? I kind of think everybody likes a good cheesesteak. Dude, if you don't like cheesesteaks, I don't like you. Oh, that, talking to you, vegetarians. That's how far we're gonna go. With Vegans. It, huh? I've had a Jersey Mike's. Oh, there, there's your so delicious. The forty-three, the Chipotle mayo. I haven't. I don't do. I haven't oh, done the Chipotle the, mayo. It's good, man. It's a little kick. So it's the it's the Philly cheesesteak, but they Philly use the cheese. Chipotle mayo instead of the regular. Dude, oh man, it's that so Jersey good. Mike's Philly cheese is straight fire. Yes, Shout it out is. to Hayden Barstow for hooking me up with that one. He gave me the hookup on that. Oh my and god, I've delish. had. You get the big one, like the, oh, the giant. sixteen inch or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, so gosh, good. I want all sixteen inches. Man, it's dope. They're, they're the chicken Philly's also good, but the regular Philly's the way to go. Oh, steak Philly. Yeah, it's the way to go. But for those of you that aren't steak people, it's delicious. So, would you ever? Yes. Let's say the day that you die. No. Would you request to be buried in cheese steaks with cheese steaks? Uh, I can't say. That's not something you would like. I, well, it's not that I wouldn't like it. I mean, don't get me wrong. So you would it's accept not that. I wouldn't that. Li- I, You'd I, accept that. If yeah, I, if I, I were would arrange... accept it. But when I think about like when I power rank the my the, death wishes, when I power rank my my death wishes, my burial wishes, cheese steaks nowhere near the top five. But. Would I be mad about it? Absolutely not. What food would you pick? We've talked about this before. I'm a fried chicken guy in all form and fashion. Okay. So regular fried chicken, chicken wings, all that jazz. Give it to me. Uh, some good pizza. I'd probably go pizza. And then just some kick-ass french fries. Surprise, nothing pasta has been said yet. Well, I have done pizza, so don't get me wrong. And then, yeah, spaghetti's going to be right behind the fries. So I'll just power rank the four. Mount Rushmore of, of burial food. Pizza. Fried chicken of any kind, bone in, bone out, particularly bone in. Fries, spaghetti. Are you veal or chicken parmesan? Oh, man. Chicken parmesan. Okay, you're chicken palm. I'm a palm guy. Got it. Well, this man in uh, Plains, Pennsylvania, has always joked that he uh, didn't want to venture into the afterlife hungry. And his wish when he was buried was to be buried with two cheesesteaks from his favorite sandwich shop. Pat Kings of Steaks in Philadelphia. Think that's better than Jersey Mike's? 
I have never been to Philly nor had a cheesesteak, but I'd imagine, yes, it's probably better than Jersey Mike's. You've always wanted to go to Philly, though. I have wanted to go to Philly You've just always to wanted try to live there. the cheesesteak. Never wanted to live there. Nope, nope. Can't say I've ever wanted to live there. Dying to be an eagle. No, far from that. Far from that. But I would like to go just to try a cheesesteak and then get the hell out. Maybe have like a layover for a couple hours. Okay. I can venture out, grab an Uber or a taxi, get a cheesesteak, come back to the airport, and get the hell out of there onto my other destination. I'm with it. Would that be cool? That That's kind of like the perfect way for me to see Philly, get a cheesesteak, get out. Yeah. 60 minutes top. I don't need to be there for long. See no. the Rocky statue and bail. Maybe the Statue of Liberty. No, not yeah, the Statue not of even. Liberty. It would be not the Liberty cool. Bell. It would be the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia. Yeah, it would wow. not be the Statue that of Liberty. That was a stupid, stupid thing to say. Dear God. The Liberty Bell, yes. I was thinking Liberty. Statues. Statues. Cheesesteaks. The bell with a crack. Got it, that's lost the Liberty in the cheesesteaks, man. Yes, not the statue. But the the cheesesteaks will do that to you. And they'll put you out, man. Oh, yeah, they, oh, they do. They're heavy. You out. I mean, that is kind of the perfect thing to eat before a long plane ride. You yeah. whoop it down on the layover. Next thing you know, you're snoozing the whole way home. Mm. Well, this man, uh, according to his grandson, Dominique, Dominique Lucy. It's got to be Italian. That's an atomic na- Italian name. Dominique? Dom- Dominic? Oh, Lu- Dominic. Lucy. It's L U S S I. I feel like that's Lucy. Italian. Lucy. Lucy. I wish it was uh, L U C C I. It'd be Lucci. Lucci. Lucci would definitely be Italian. Dominique Lucci. My guy. So they did. They went ahead. His grandfather passed away. And they buried him in cheesesteaks? They buried him with two of his favorite cheesesteaks. The key, though, no onions. His grandfather really? didn't no like onions. the onions. How about peppers? Peppers, yes. Just no onions. He said Jeez. because they'll come back and haunt him. I don't know what it was about the onions. But. Well, so I wonder what happens to the cheesesteak, though. Isn't that just sort of a wasteful, wasting two perfectly good cheesesteaks? Well, yeah, it is. But, I mean, the, the guy just passed away. You They're smothered well in dirt. Allow him to go out in, in his own terms, right? I'm not going to lie. Dirty cheesesteaks, like muddy, dirty, dead-bodied corpse cheesesteaks don't sound... Overly appetizing. Well, I don't think the point is they're ever going to be eaten. I mean, as soon as they're put into the casket with a dead body, they certainly become unappetizing to most. Yeah, so then you're definitely... Okay, so there you go. So you proved my point. You're wasting two two cheesesteaks. Yeah, but if... Are you wasting them? Yes. Are you, though? Are you eating them? I mean, think about it. Do you love, are your, you eating you love your grandfather? Love him to death. So if his last wish is to be buried with two cheesesteaks and you... Go ahead and fulfill his dreams of burial. How does he know? Are you wasting them? First of all, he he's doesn't looking know. At you, he's looking down at you from, from the heavens, baby. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully, or he's looking up at you, or wherever the hell he is. Depends on which grandpa you're talking spirits, about. Oh, is that how that is? <laughs> yeah. But listen, if I was going to do that, I'd probably, I don't know, maybe like a like, like a Google image of a Jersey Mike's cheesesteak. Blow that sucker up. Just not the actual thing. Just not the real thing. Wow. So Why am I going to waste two cheesesteaks? They should have faked it. Yeah, some faux cheesesteaks. Pull a fake one on the dead guy. And then go grab some cheesesteaks in honor of your grandpa. I mean, that's how you do it. That's how you respect the man on the way out. You eat them. So you enjoy them. And you basically exactly. say, sorry, grandpa. I'm eating these. They're not going with you in the tomb. You said it. Okay. Fab, what say you? Never want to waste a good Philly cheesesteak. Thank you, Bab. Clay's. Clay's. Case closed. I don't know. That's a waste. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's a huge waste. I don't know. I would be haunted, I feel like, by my grandfather if I didn't. If that was his dying wish and I did not fulfill it, then he'd haunt me for the rest of my life. Like a ghost? I'd feel weird about it. Listen, if that's kind of, isn't that what you are about? Feeling weird? Getting weird? True that. And that's Let's what we're doing right Wolchuk, now. Episode 40 edition. Next story. 
Navy pilots make sky penises over Washington State. Who drew the dicks? Hashtag, who drew the dicks? The ball hairs were the key. Yeah, what about the ball hairs? All about the ball hairs. Wait, did they actually do, did they like, was there veins and ball hairs? Like, were they detailed There in this? were balls, and it was clearly a dick, but there were no ball hairs. Clearly a dick? Like, was it like the mushroom head? Like, they did like a professional yeah. job? Really? Yeah. Wow, that actually takes some talent to be able to do that. Kind of looks like it's wearing protection in a way as well. Okay, practicing, I mean, educational. Sure. Little sex education in the in the clouds. A Navy crew that made giant sky drawings of penises while flying over flying over Okanagan County from Washington will be held accountable for their obscene actions, Navy officials said. The drawings appeared Thursday evening, quickly attracting attention from locals like Ramon Duran. Duran told the spokesman review. He was running errands when he saw a jet start to make designs in the sky with contrails so the contrails are like the little white puffs that they're able to kind of make the drawings in in the air for those of you that didn't know that that's their called contrails like the smoke or something yeah after it made the circles at the bottom i knew what it was and started laughing duran said it was pretty funny to see that you don't expect to see something like that adam gesseman tweeted it out a picture of it nice and blue hey, it was a beautiful blue sky so this penis in the uh in the sky Showed up beautifully. I mean, this thing is triumphant. Very well done. Yes, very, very well done. Not veiny, but very well done. He's an artiste. Other people weren't as excited. One mother told local station KREM she was upset about the drawings, and she thought that it might force her to have a conversation about the male anatomy with her child when she wasn't prepared to. What kind of world are we living in these days, man? We're living in a world where Baker Mayfield can't grab his balls in the name of competition. And Navy pilots can't use their beautiful jets to drop dicks and balls in the sky. It is a PC-sensitive society, man. I'm all for the dick drawing. I'm not no, for the cross No, Yeah, you are, you're as PC as PC gets. It's the person who did it more so that makes me upset about it than the action itself. I will say that. So you're biased. Yep. I'll say that. Yeah, sure. On Friday, Navy officials said the air crew has been grounded pending a thorough investigation. I don't know what you really need to investigate. They went the ahead dicks. in the air and you gotta investigate they drew the dicks. the dicks in the air. So, In the name of being PC. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Federal Aviation Administration told the station there's nothing they can do unless there's a safety risk, adding that the agency, quote, cannot police morality, unquote. So there's no way this was just completely, you know, coincidental. He's doing tricks in the sky and they ended up drawing a... Dick and balls. Well, the article also puts a nice photo gallery of natural cloud penises. Was it just one dick and balls? Yeah, it was just one. <laughs> really? Okay, so it wasn't like a group thing where they yeah, all I don't drew think so. Like, I only saw a picture of one, so I believe it was just one one Like dick. synchronized one, dick drawing one in the penis, sky? One penis in the sky. That'd be pretty legit. Yeah, no synchronization there. But there is apparently a photo gallery of other clouds, just natural clouds that are shaped. Like penises. Like dicks. And uh, that's fine. But the Navy crew is seems a little boned by that decision. I'm glad we I'm glad we haven't been saying this whole time that there was a, a, a crotch drawn in the sky. Right? It's a dick and balls. Yeah, it's a dick and balls. It's cock and balls. I don't know if I can even say that, but I did. Yeah, we're gonna have to potentially bleep potentially that. Potentially bleep that? Okay. Um Eric, you are an Italian, proud Italian heritage. Yes. Is there like a fetish with hair 
in in Italy. Fetish. A little hair fetish. I mean, you've got long hair. Yeah, well, that's so my like, own what's fetish. What's up with the Italians and hair? The Italians don't all have a fetish. I particularly do have one, but we don't all have one. That's so a it's not stereotypical. But of is, it, you. is there more? Well, is it? I, I mean, I'm asking for a reason, for a purpose. There's something behind it. It's not that there's a hair fetish by any means. It's just that the Italians are, generally speaking, hairy people, fairly hairy dudes. Okay. I don't know about necessarily the women. Being hairy. Well, this one has to do with a woman. Oh, a hairy woman. She She's not hairy. You sure she's not a Mexican She's woman? a hairstylist, actually. Ah, okay. Is what it is. And she decided to build an automobile that she has covered in human hair. What? Yes. Like it, pube hair? Like women's hair that has been cut from their heads. Oh, okay. Head Specifically hair. Specifically women hair, though. Does only it, only women's. Yeah, but how would she even know? Like, if we cut my hair, you could easily say it was. A she's a hairstylist. Hair. She knows. Oh, she's cutting the hair too. So she's cutting the hair and she's making no, the car. No, I don't think that she's cutting the hair. She's a hairstylist. She, was she? She cuts hair, but the hair that she got it from, I don't know that there was necessarily hair that she cut and saved. She bought this hair from her hair dealer. Yeah, from her hair dealer. Black market kind of stuff. So this car has been dressed. In 264 pounds of human hair acquired from India. Ew. It took this woman more than 150 hours covering her Fiat 500 in what looks like blonde hair, brown hair, red hair. I mean, literally black hair. She's done it all. And this thing, it looks like a rug that she's formed over her car, but it's of human hair. I'm glad she didn't discriminate on the hair color, you know? No, she didn't discriminate on color. Because gingers need all, love, too. She's got some ginger hair in there. Uh, the ginger sticks out the most. It's kind of my favorite. Always has been. But not only that, she is now on a Guinness World Record. She said... For her, being the craziest person ever? <laughs> her inspiration came from a dare, a bet, whilst I was working... My friends don't think I was capable of making a car that was entirely covered in real hair. And when he saw my finished work of art, he was completely shocked at what I'd made. So the, are like the windows covered too? Like can you even see No, you out? can see. So basically everything is covered in hair. I've got a picture of it if you'd like to come around here and see it. For those yeah. of you that can't, feel free. Go on uh, Huffington Post, Harry Automobile. That's the story. You can see here everything but the wheels, the windows... And the rearview mirror, I think, also has a patch there that is not covered in hair. Otherwise, the entire vehicle is covered in hair. And she's got to maintain this. So she actually says she shampoos and brushes the hair as well as trims it. I don't know why she has to trim it. It's no longer growing. It's not on a person's body. Well, you don't want to get any split ends, Walter. But I she's got to take care elementary. of the car itself, which is pretty freaking wild. Yeah, a car wash really just becomes like a shower. It's like a shampoo, conditioner sort of deal. It looks like she's got, like, the hair braided on there. It's weird. I've never, I mean, in, in terms of all the weird stories you've brought to this table, my God. That's a know. weird one, right? That's, I've that just never weird. thought about that, like, just covering my car in hair. I don't think a lot of people do. I don't think anybody has. That's how she's won a world record for most hair put on a vehicle. Like, what's second place there? Is there even a second place? Like Probably how far, not. Like, how much hair did you need to put on your car to become in first place? Like, if you were this girl. I think it was 150 pounds or 260 pounds. No, Remember I said I closed out the article because it was slowing down my laptop. Yeah, but I'm saying she could have probably stopped at like five pounds and oh, still, still been won? first. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Maybe. Maybe. But you're just raising the bar so high nobody's ever going to achieve it. Can I, can I just go ahead and say it that I hate this woman? You hate this woman. 
She's an Italian lady. You still hate her. Still hate her. She's speaking fluent Italian in the in the video. That's why I didn't pull it to, to air it on air. Guess what? No audio for this one because it's Italiano, baby. Still hate her. Okay. Lots of hate today. No Split Seeds podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Schiefall, producer Bam. That is episode 40. Let's get weird edition. As Eric just said, that was a weird one. Harry cars, dude. Harry cars and Harry what? No, there was no hair on the balls, remember? There was no ball hairs, no. And, and the ball hairs usually are what distinguish everything. The best from the worst, especially in American Vandal. Yeah, that is kind of disappointing. The guy did the whole mushroom head. He did the sack. He did the shaft. Now they're grounded. He did no ball hairs. No ball hairs. <sighs> that might be tough to do in an airplane, though. I don't know. I don't know if those extra streaks tough are... To d- yeah, it's tough to draw a freaking dick and balls in an airplane. Well, it right? is. So, but, I mean, throw some pubic, pubic hairs, hairs on there. That's where it's really tough. Listen, you go from good to great. It's that extra 5%, right? Eric. You can be a good artist and just have no ball hairs. You, but if you want to be a great artist, you got to add the ball hairs. But I think... We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to leave. Are they? Are they already here? They're. They're coming. They're here. You can see them. I yeah. can't even hear them yet. They're outside. Oh, look at you, man! You got, you got some good ears. They're outside. They I don't know, know how. They're, they are waving right yeah. now. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Is that you? was a good entrance wasn't that good Walchuk? we just flew me and football came in together we usually drive separate we said hell to that we're both kicking ass last week let's ride in together in style y'all took it away man you guys did a great great football do you just want to get football in here man i'm not doing this by myself the otis are we're a band of brothers there it is what's up nfc east how you doing mother football put your headphones on you smug oh they're on they're on you know better than that i'm sorry they're on wow feels good to be back it does back in the saddle so glad we got chia fallen wall check the hell up out of here oh man chia fallen smelled today were they talking about ball hairs is that what i heard when they were coming in weird they do stuff like that they do stuff like that they left the ball hairs off whoever did that i'd I always had respect for the Navy pilots, but if you're going to leave the ball hairs off, your dick drawing is in the sky. Kind of got to lose respect for you there. Oh, see, I didn't actually hear the story because yeah. I was piping, I was but. Yeah, uh, no, I was all ears, what, what man. The heck did they I was say? all ears. It was, I don't know, it was a lot of, a lot of no ball hairs and. It was kind of frustrating, to be honest with you, football. Well, dude, you did pretty well last week, man. Seven and one. You're continuing. Uh, a pretty good trend being able to predict the NFC East. We were seven and one together, but that one was on me, football. I mean, yeah, I had I only a pretty had, good week, not to toot my own horn, undefeated. I only had I needed it though. I'd been slacking. Yeah, you did need that. You really did. For your own, really for your own self esteem. Yeah, my self esteem's always solid. When you're one with the force, you never waver. Well, I went two and one, and I think Chia follow, or at least I told Chia followed to at least give you a little bit of heads up on that whole Giants and Chiefs debacle, man. Listen, I thought the Giants were pretty much going to lose out for the rest of the year. I thought the Chiefs were at least a half-decent team, and I didn't think Travis Kelsey was going to be throwing interceptions. So it was a weird deal. Went to overtime. There was no touchdowns. It was all field goals. I didn't watch the game. Thank God, because, boy, that would have been 
I feel bad for whoever had to watch that game. Me that was too. my only loss of the week. I knew the Cowboys were going to get smoked. I, I looked Walchick right in the eyes last week, and I told him how bad his Cowboys were going to get dominated, and that's exactly what happened. That Saints and Redskins game, man, wow. That was a hell of a game. Total thriller. Didn't see it coming in terms of the Saints having to come back with three minutes remaining, going to overtime. A lot of overtime in the NFC East last week. It was nuts. It was wild, but I was 2-1. and one. Man, I was... A, just smiling all day Sunday. Yeah, you should have gone 3-0 like me, but that's all right, dude. You're doing a good job this year. I'm proud of you. Your first year of Yodaing, you're kicking it in the ace. You're even grabbing crotch out there, bro. Thanks for the love, football. Should I go ahead and look ahead to next week? Please or? do. I'm, I've been eager to hear your selections and, and your visions all week long, ever since Sunday. I'm a little bit. Really, a couple hours. I'm a little bit sad because, again, I only got three games to choose. Who's on bye this week? It's not that anybody's on a bye, football. Oh, we got two playing each other, huh? It's the Giants and the Redskins. Oh, uh, that's the conflict. And those are the two cellar dwellers right now. Exactly. Well, the Redskins are home. They're also playing on Thanksgiving, so we have a lot of NFCs this Ooh, Thanksgiving. three out of the four on Thanksgiving. Yeah. That is the night game on Thanksgiving after Chargers-Cowboys, which we'll hear your pick in a sec. Redskins lost Chris Thompson, though. Did you see that happening? Yeah, no, I did not see that happening in a game. That was another thing that threw me off. Chris Thompson's been a stud this year. Sucks for his fantasy owners, but that's the game of football, man. That's the game of football. Doesn't matter. With or without Chris Thompson, the Redskins are going to win at home on Thanksgiving Day against those lowly Giants. Don't know how they came out on top of those Chiefs, but they're not going to do it to the Redskins. Redskins win, and that's my first NFC's pick of the week. We got the Chargers and Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I think Walchick would be happy to hear that I do have the Cowboys winning. It is going to be a close game. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are going to put a stamp on All this game. All right. Cowboys win, huh? Yeah? But Cowboys are going to win the game. Hey, your Cowboys are doing it, brother. Yeah. To keep the season alive, Cowboys win the game. It's, it's pretty much a must-win scenario for the Cowboys. And they, they keep themselves alive for one more week. So Cowboys win. Redskins win. And my final NFC East game of the week is Bears at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is freaking phenomenal. Team's looking good. Lost Fair. one game all year. Phenomenal. Smoked the Cowboys last week. Smoking Jay. And I think they're going to dominate Trubisky and company. John Fox is challenging touchdowns when his team scored, and he doesn't really want him to. Don't know what's going on in Chicago. All I know is they're losing to Philly this week. So that's it. Redskins beat the Giants, Cowboys beat the Chargers, and Philly beats the Bears. Wolchuk just sent me a text because he is, I don't know why they won't come in here. Um, I feel like they're kind of scared of us a I think bit. so. I, it's intimidating. We have the Sabres and stuff, you know, and, and the Force. Is just a freaking, what was it that Jerry Jones, I should know this, it's on the NFC East Yoda, but Jerry Jones called Bob Kraft like a the pussy willow. The P word, yeah, the P word. The pussy willow. Yeah, that did happen. I heard. Yeah, I read that in the paper. Yeah, but I don't think you have to bleep me if I say pussy willow because that's a tree. I think that that's borderline inappropriate, though. I think people know where you're going. Going to the tree. With that, yeah, to the tree. We're going to the tree. Wait, so Walchick and Chiafal can talk about dick and balls, but I can't talk about pussy willows. No, nah, dude, and you keep saying it. So we're gonna move on. I'm just gonna keep asking you the question, like. What uh, what is there to look forward to in that Cowboys game? Uh, is it just is Dak going to get back on track? I think that's the main thing Cowboy fans are worried about. Yeah, Dak, what about Dez? Dez is going to continue to struggle. 
but Dak is going to have definitely a bounce back game. He's going to have Joey Bosa up his rear end for half the game, and he, that's going to that's going to stall out some of these Cowboys drives. Yeah, anything up the rear is tough. That stalls people. It can be good. It can be bad. It's, it's going to be bad for Dak on Sunday in that manner, but he's going to find a way to win. It's going to be a close game. I'm not going to give you a score. I don't want to ruin your holiday. I'm going to keep you on the edge of your seat, but you're going to be smiling on Thanksgiving, bud. Wonderful. Anything, I mean, do you have do you have picks, or is it just me this week? Oh, no, I've got kind of Is looking, it my turn? Got this, like, blank, wax statue. I was statue just waiting for you to throw it to me. I thought that's face. how that works in this thing. Like, you're supposed to give it to me. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, well, here, I'm giving it to you right now. I'm going up. deep. Yeah, Set me up, All right, and I uh, smash it. And now... Let's get those football Yoda picks, baby. Four and zero. Can we do? Can we do four and zero again? Football. It was three and zero. It was three and zero. I've been sticking to three. Three's kind of in the sweet spot. Is but that what you're gonna do again? I think so. I've got three prepared now. I'll tell you. Three if, visions. If I'm feeling it, if I can get a fourth vision mustered, I have had three clear ones though. But if I can get a fourth one mustered, I might give it to you on the fly because you guys know I like doing things on the fly. Just like that naval guy. That was me, really. Well, why'd you forget the ball here, man? Dude, people would know. I think it's a straight tell. Anyway, we're going for another trifecta, another sweep, and we're starting at noon on Sunday with the aforementioned Kansas City Chiefs. I heard Yoda and Wolchuk, Wolchuk and Chiafalo. Now I'm Yoda talking about the Chiefs. Well... The Chiefs are going to get back on the winning track because the Bills, led by Doug McDermott, who doesn't know if he wants to start a Peterman or a Taylor this week, the Chiefs are at home. They're going to bounce back. They're going to get back in there on the winning side of things. Chiefs beat Bills. Big dumbass. Big dumbass. Chief follow. He's losing again. One step closer to being the next fired Bills coach. What about Peterman? Peterman's not playing. It's all tie rod, but it's not enough. The Chiefs get it done. Peterman! Kareem Hunt. Peterman! Kicks ace. Peterman! Now, next pick that I've got coming your way. This one, a bit of an upset, and I know Chiafalo's not going to like it either. God, Chiafalo loves Peterman. It What's has, up with that? He's, I feel like he's being a jokester because he was talking mad poo about Peterman earlier. This Guy one. sucks. Sticking in the NFC East, and I'm going... With the J-E-T-E Jeets. Nice football. The Jeets are hosting the Panthers. Now, both of these teams are coming off a of bye. The Panthers are winning a lot of games. But I'll tell you what. The Jeets have been quite stingy at home this year. Josh McCown has actually been playing some good football. And we've seen some hot teams, a.k.a. the Bills, who just went in there 5-2, and two, riding high, got spanked on a Thursday night. I think the Panthers and Cam Newton are going to struggle as well. The Jeets knock off the Panthers in surprise fashion. Number three and the final pick of football Yodas. The LA Rams were on the losing end of my Yoda prediction last week to the Vikings. They will host the Saints in another big game between NFC top division leading foes. Well, the Panthers lost. So you're thinking the Saints have an opportunity to gain some ground. Or if they lose, they can maintain a lead. Well, traveling across to the West Coast against Jared Goff and the Bob Woods Les Rams, they're going to take their first L in eight weeks. 
Wow, football. Sean McVay is going to put a game plan together. Todd Gurley will go off. Aaron Donald will feast on Ingram and Kamara's. And the Rams will knock off the Saints at home to even their record and climb back up in the NFC standings. Wow. That's a big bounce back game for the Rams. They got smoked by the Vikings last week. They did, but they will do the smoking this week. There you have it. Chiefs over Bills, Jets over Panthers, Rams over Saints, Football Yoda's three. Take them and win some cage. Yoda out. Good God, man. That NFC East is a D-bag. He just, I swear, he throws the headphones. I heard that. And totally bails. He doesn't even acknowledge me. Dude, I feel so powerful whenever they leave, though. Man. I'm so intimidated by them, and I just want them to, like, respect like me. me I right? They like me, respect like, me, anything. I don't know what to say to them. I've never been so nervous in front of two people. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm thankful that they, they want to come on our show, but they give us no love. They give us no respect. And I, like you said, dude, I don't even think they like us. Do we even like them? I'm, I'm not totally I, sure. I mean, I'm ner Like, I think it's like a fear. Yeah, it's like a fearful thing. Yeah, I don't know. That, like, I respect them immensely. What they do is crazy. But from a personal basis, I don't know, dude. Dude, it feels like football's got the Rams doing some serious heavy back squats this week. Big time. Because they're Big beating. Time. They're if they're beating the Saints, man. That defense though is legit and. They can give Drew Brees and the Saints some problems, I think. If they do enough back squats. They got to do some heavy back squats. Heavy, though. heavy. Heavy back squats. Damn, what a show. You know Aaron Donald does. You think so? Is that a solid one? Episode 40 in the books. We can't ever get it back. It's there. It's out there. Yeah, it's over. The Galaxy has retrieved it and received it. Hopefully, it's good. That's No Split Seats Podcast. I'm Zach Wolchuk. Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. Episode 40 in the books. Hit us up, nosebleedseatsradio.com. Thank you to the Diamond Broker. Thank you to WBLZ Sports. Thank you to SD Media, Susanna and Deja. Look us up on Twitter at Nosebleed Pod, Facebook, Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Except you vegans and vegetarians. Hands and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. We look like crap. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.